This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. This story is like a quick story. How could you be lost? Okay, it's terrible. There's like a hundred characters I don't care about. <laughs> and like, oh man, this guy's mad about this and that okay. guy's... It's like I'm reading Twitter all over again. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Sorry, Jay just agreed with Medina. My head exploded. Jay Boosh. Is this what it's like to be a brewer? Because that was exciting. (laughs) That's what it's like. I fucking, I take it all back. Scotty. I would really like you to, like, come clean. You just mulligan to land, land, elf sword every single game. And Medina. So anyways, I had to leave, obviously, because I'm just not going to sit here and watch chicks get naked when there's trading to be done. And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 111 of the A-Team podcast. This is KY. As always... With Jonathan Medina, Jay Boosh, and Mr. Scotty Mack. How's it going, fellas? What's up? Good. What? Sorry, I had chicken in my mouth. What's up, <laughs> guys? <laughs> Sorry, I had chicken in my mouth. I was like, oh, man, I hope I can finish eating this before KYT gets finished. Nope, didn't get there. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry you mi- uh, we missed you last week, Jay. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Happy birthday, Jay. Happy birthday. So, did you get anything sweet? Uh, I got a remote control helicopter. I got Star Wars on Blu-ray. I got some fucking what else? Did I get. I got lots of good stuff. Some good stuff. I did for sure. For sure, I got spoiled a little bit. Mm. So you had a great night, and then it was ruined when you watched us. <laughs> Holy shit! It was terrible. All right, so I can't I'll, believe- I'll apologize. I'll apologize to the viewers and the listeners. We know that last episode. Quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes here for episode. We know that the hangout was shitty. We know that. Sorry, dudes. You know, not every, not every episode could just be like a rock star episode, you know? Well, then there's always like a percentage of dudes that will tweet us like, uh, are you guys doing another hangout? And we're like, what? A percent, <laughs> yeah, and like that percentage of dudes is just terrible. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the high-pitched fans. <laughs> yeah, those are the high-pitched fans, for sure. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, um, our fans are awesome, though. You know, they put up with our with our crap. We did a little, uh, we did a little A-Team shout-out on Twitter to find out, uh, what they, what they like about the A-Team, and we asked them a bunch of questions. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I thought the question, uh, murder, what is it, Mur- murder, marry, kill, or what is it? Yeah, yeah, murder, murder, fuck, kill. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I thought that question was stupid. I mean, everyone's going to kill me, obviously. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just start seeing people like name me, like in my feed, like kill Medina, you know. Yeah, I'm I like, saw that too. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? What are yeah, I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> Why do people want to kill me? <laughs> Why don't people want to kill you? Oh man! <laughs> hey, someone wanted to marry you. Yeah, because I had money. You were loaded. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's a lie, by the way. I don't have any money. Don't don't let don't get it twisted. You just ask cards. Don't get it twisted. I got a bunch of cards. When John this past weekend, you played an SCG event and you were featured. Oh, feature match. So, uh, so here's what happened. <laughs> I don't know who watched my feature you match. You put money where your mouth is. You you were going to suggest me to play this deck, and you went out there and you played the deck that you were telling me about. So. Hell yeah, hell yeah. See, because like, the bottom line is, is the standard is kind of terrible right now. Everybody knows it. Uh, people who say it's not, they're just delusional. So, so I didn't really want to play standard. But I figured, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play standard, I'm gonna play this Omnidor deck, right? Mm-hmm. So I played at F and M the night before. I went four one, and I was like, oh man, this is sick! Like I had like taken three turns in a row. I was up to like a hundred and twenty life at one point. You know, like this deck just does crazy things. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this deck at I'm gonna play this at Star City. My original plan was just to go to Star City and trade. But since I went 4 1 at FM, I'm like, eh, give it a shot. So I took the deck. Uh, round one, uh, Glenn Jones comes up to me during my match, right? He comes up and, like, I have, like, all kinds of, like, lands out. And, like, I played an Augur Bolus, and there's a Wolf Run on the table. And my, my opponent has to detention spear my Augur Bolus because, like, I'll literally kill him in one shot with my Augur and my Wolf Run. That's how much mana I have on the board right now. So Glenn Jones comes over. He sees, like, a door to nothingness. He has a detention spear on it. The auger, and then, like, something else has a detention spear, like an angel serenity or something. So he's like, oh, man, that looks like a sweet deck. Come see me after the match, right? Because he wanted to do, like, one of those deck techs, you know? And I was like, oh, man, I was super excited because I was like, I'm going to get a deck tech with this crazy deck. This is going to be sick, right? (laughs) So... So what ended up happening is my <laughs> opponent resolved a Jace. Uh, of course he did, because I have no counterspells, right? And it's the Jace, uh, not the Memory Adept, because then I would just lose. Um, it was uh, Jace. Architect of Thought. Architect of Thought, yeah. So then he just starts ticking this thing up, right? And I can't freaking kill it, because I have, like, zero creatures. So then he gets to he gets to zero, he gets to, like, uh, ultimate it. And oh. so he... Yeah, yeah, this is bad for me, right? Because my deck has a nickel bolus in it, okay? (laughs) And if I can't kill a Jace, I'm definitely not killing a nickel bolus. (laughs) So so he gets a nickel bolus and a Tamiyo, and he plays them both, okay? And I'm like, all right, well, this game is over. But it wasn't. So fast forward, right? Good story. Fast forward. I'm just going to fast forward because you guys don't want to hear about the boring stuff. Bottom line is, we have 10 minutes left in the match. I um, somehow get an Angel of Serenity on the board. I think it was through that uh, the Flashland, Alchemist Refuge. So in a turn, I flash in uh, Angel of Serenity, and then I Wolf Run it and kill him with two cards left 
in my deck. And ten minutes <laughs> and ten minutes on the clock. That's awesome. <laughs> so so yeah, it was super sweet. I beat a nickel bolus and a tamio and uh and I beat uh not getting milled. So it was sweet. Um How? <laughs> wow. How? How? <laughs> well, here's how. First of all, he nickel bolused me so that he made me sack. He like ultimated it. And he made me like uh, discard and sack, but I had a Sphinx's revelation in my hand. So when he did that, I drew 14. Okay. And then um so then he didn't have a nickel bolus anymore. I just discarded seven stupid cards. I had so much mana that when after I was done sacrificing lands, I still had like 11, 11 mana. Okay. And then I put an auger on the board and um, a gristle brand. So he couldn't, with Tamio, he couldn't tap. Like, I was going to kill it with the wolf run. He couldn't tap. He, like, if he tapped one, I just wolf run the other, you know? And then, uh, so, so what ended up happening is I ended up killing his Tamio. Okay. Then he wrathed the board, right? Then that's when, like, a couple turns later, I flashed in the Angel of Serenity, and I scooped my Gristlebrand and my Augur from the graveyard under it. So, like, I flashed it in, I hit him for a bunch with the Wolf Run, and then uh, I, let, I had an Omniscience on the board from, like, I had an Omniscience but really no action. I only had, like, ten cards left in my library, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so when I hit him... Um, even if he Wrath, I left three mana open so that I could... Uh, Make I could make a I could make my spells have flash and I could flash in a uh, a gristlebrand and an auger and then still kill him because I had the omniscience you know what I mean yeah yeah so like basically he was at the point where like he couldn't do anything if he wrath or he could, if he um, detention sphere then I get my other two creatures back flash him in and then kill him with a wolf run anyways so I ended up killing him with a wolf run when he had two cards he had I mean I had two cards in my library wow. Yeah, it was insane. So we had, like, by this time, we had, like, less than 10 minutes, obviously. We had, like, five minutes left on the clock. And so I'm just like, well, time to sideboard. Mm, stretch out. Ah, let's see. <laughs> no, no, no. We played We played a 45-minute ma- uh, game, all right? There's no I just saw the fucking break. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to rush into this band control yeah. mirror. You might pull this- a muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he was like, I was, uh, we went into the second game and I play like a, I don't know, like a, a, a far seek, right? So I'm digging for my land and he's like, can I take my turn? And I'm like, no, I'm resolving my far seek. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, so, anyways, needless to say, since my match like took the full 50, I didn't get to do a deck tech with, um, with Glenn Jones. So I think what he did was he was like, oh, well, we'll just get him in feature match next round because he won, right? So I'm like, sweet. So I have my round two feature match. John, John before you move on, did you yeah. think that you're, he misplayed game one at all or there's just nothing he could do even though he, like, ultimated Jace on you? Do I think he misplayed? Yeah. Like, yeah. Was he, okay. he didn't uh, kill my wolf run with Nicol Bolas. I had to oh. play the wolf run, unex- like, uh, like, like, you know, exposed, you know? Because okay. I didn't know he was going to steal my nickel bolus. <laughs> so, like, I played it because I wanted to get aggressive with the auger. But then okay. he intentionally cleared the auger, and then he eventually played my 
my nickel bolus, what he should have done was blown up my wolf run because there's no way I could win that game without the wolf run. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's what he should have done. It's and just he like shocked me. Like uh, you, you hardly hear someone ultimated two planeswalkers and still lost. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only ultimate nickel bolus. He uh, he. Tamio yep. died like a wolf run. The ultimate. Oh yeah, Jace too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did ultimate two uh, plays and lost. And lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he's playing a stone master like me, you know. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh man. So um, so yeah, I won that round. I was pretty happy. Um, and uh, I just freaking went to my feature match, right? So the kid I'm playing against, I've seen him at other tournaments. Uh, I don't really remember what he plays, but he's dressed in all black, right? And Typically, the kids who are dressed in all black play like mono red. It's just the way it is. I don't know what it is. It's like they just like mono red. They're kind of like, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I just always associate that, right? So when I look at him, I'm like, oh, crap. He's playing mono red. Like, this isn't good for me. Uh, The way that my deck is built is my deck doesn't do anything until, like, turn four or five. You know what I mean? So it, it literally, like, does nothing. Like, Farseek is what you got to do. And, like, Chromatic. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. So the worst matchup for you is the red-black the red black matchup. Because, basically, they just, like, triple one-drop you, and you're just dead before yeah. you, like, cast a spell. Um, so that's why your sideboard is four Thrag Tusk, four uh, Rocks Faith Mender, two... Um, freaking the three the three drop that get gains you three life. Cent- centaur healer. Yeah, two centaur healer. Like your sideboard is like just packed with like gain life creatures. So I played against this guy. Sure enough, turn one, freaking uh, blood crypt, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm dead. Because <laughs> like <laughs> I, my hand was like farseek, like something else, and like whatever, right? And so I'm just like, okay, I'm just super dead. That like, sounds not, like a good hand. Yeah, like Farseek XYZ is like a good hand. You don't mulligan it, right? <laughs> um, and I didn't know what I was playing against. I had a hunch, right? Because he was all black, wearing all black. But, right, right. Um, yeah, obviously. You had the, had the, the soul. You had the edge. You had the edge. Edge, the edge. So then, uh, so yeah, I, di- I died like, like I predicted. And then in game two, I'm like, I had another kind of a sketchy hand. I had a Sphinx's Revelation. I had an Angel. Uh, but in order to Sphinxes, I need it like to hit two blue lands. And, and basically the way it panned out is I got to six mana and I didn't hit my second man and my second blue land. So I had two Sphinxes Revelation and an Angel, which is not when you have seven mana, you can cast the Angel, but you, I didn't have seven mana. So like he double Falcon Wrath Aristocrat at me. Ugh. And, like, if I would have drawn a land off the top, then I could have just scooped them both with the Angel and then, like, lived the turn and then maybe Sphinx's Revelation the next turn. Because um, I had two Sphinxes, an Angel, and six lands, and then I was just dead. Like, I couldn't like I couldn't cast my Sphinx's Revelation because I didn't have the mana. And then I couldn't, you know, Angel because I didn't have enough mana. So, like, literally in the feature match, I might have played, like, three or four spells the whole match. Fuck. So it was like super embarrassing. Like, and it's, it's funny because typically I'm like nervous in a feature match. Not nervous, but like I'm kind of like, oh man, I hope I do well. This time I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. And then like once I see the blood crypt, I'm like, yeah, I'm losing this feature match. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah, I got smoked. Um, 
And then my next round opponent was uh, also black red. And uh, he just destroyed me as well. I just, uh, I couldn't seem to draw anything. Like, like I just, I have like faith menders and, and thrag tests and stuff after board, but I just couldn't draw them. Like, I just could not. So, so whatever. Like, I just died to black red twice. And I'm like, you know what? This is a good thing. It's round three. It's time for lunch. And it's time to start trading. So I dropped, like, it dropped in round three. Uh, and then I started hitting the trade tables. But there is a, as far as the door deck goes, there's another version that Prozac plays that has, like, divination. And uh, there's a lot more stuff to do earlier in the game. It also runs two um, Terminus. Yeah. I, I really like the list that have Terminus um, instead of just, like, like I've seen some that are, like, a 4-1 split or just for uh, Supremes. And I really like having the extra Terminuses in there, too, because a lot of the stuff, you're, you're drawing a lot of cards on your opponent's turn, and, you know, being able to, you know, just leave that one up and hit it for value sometimes is pretty sick. Yeah, the, the Terminus is, is insane against uh, Black or Red, too, um, if, you can, if you can miracle it, you know? Yeah. And so, so like, my list, I after, like, playing it and thinking about it, my list is, is pretty garbagey, like, there isn't, uh, like, I'm running the Omniscience version with, like, the take an extra turn spell. Mm-hmm. But, like, the problem is, is, like, without Omniscience, like, most of your deck is garbage. You have, like, these tutors, these take an extra turn spells. All these things cost a million mana. And, like, the only thing you do in the early turns is ramp. And that's why I added two Augur Bullets to my deck. That's why. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to add a Wolf Run, and I wanted something early against, like, Black Red. Obviously, never seen the augers like during uh, those matches or whatever. Yeah. But like, if I were to like rebuild the deck, I'd run four auger. Like, why wouldn't you do that in conjunction with some increased number of fogs, but in the seventy-five? Like, it just seems like it sounds so stupid. That's such a like juvenile and and card, you know, dumb card from the inception of Magic could be really good right now. But, like, Fog is exactly what that deck is looking for, right? <laughs> yeah, I run two Fog. Yeah, but, like, why wouldn't you just slip two more on the board for the red-black matchup? And they just, like, attack you, and you're like, do you Fog. Really, do you really need Fogs when you have Centaur Healers and Smiters and, and Faith Menders, though? Uh, maybe you don't post-board. Maybe you're right. But you, Like, it already sounds like his board is shit because it's, it's set up for one matchup. Like, Yeah, but the other matchups, you just win. Yeah. So like, then, yeah, like, does he really need a fog? Maybe, I guess he does. If you need a 15-card RDW sideboard. Like, the the idea for the deck is to take it away from... Like, what I noticed about Prozac's list is his cards do stuff. Like, if you cast a Divination, you get to draw magic cards. Like, that's... It's, a, it's, a, it's good in all the matchups. It's good against control. It's good against aggro. It's always good. You know what I mean? Like, my deck is full of cards that are are, like either good against control or good against aggro, but they're not always good, you know? Yeah. Like, I have two Fogs main deck, but when you're playing against Bant, they do nothing. They're just dead draws. Yeah, literally. You're right. So, so like, what I would like to do is, like, take the move the deck to a direction where all your spells do things, and then your sideboard is more um, diverse. You know what I'm saying? So that, like, you just don't auto-die to, like, red-black. Yeah. So I think that's where, like, the augers come in. Uh, because you can draw things like you know supreme verdict. You can draw your your ramp spells. You can draw your um, your uh, sphinx's revelations, and uh, and then you know other stuff. I'm also thinking about maybe running an archangel's light 
this is the jankiest card. I think that uh, I think that Chris Lansdale would be really uh, proud of me. But uh, <laughs> but basically, you see your whole deck with this with this deck all the time because you're like prolonging the game so much, and sometimes like milling yourself out is like a real threat. So with an Archangel's Light, it kind of hedges against the red black if you can just ramp up like really fast, um, and it also just shuffles your your graveyard deck in. So. I might run one of those. I'm not sure. Yikes. I like Divination uh, in conjunction uh, in the list, especially since you're running Gilded Lotus, right? You just, like, tap out on five for Lotus and then just draw two cards. It's pretty sweet. That's actually kind of tight. Yeah. If it ever worked, that'd be pretty sweet, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's really... The deck is really cool once you get to the late turns. Like, because of Gilded Lotus and stuff like that, you can untap with like this insane amount of mana, and you just out mana people, and your spells are insane, like you know Nickel Bolas and like stuff yeah. like that. It's the absolute like best example of over the top magic that there is in the format right now. Yeah, no. And sometimes you just drop a door, and they cannot interact. Right? It's just like, oh, okay. If I don't kill him this turn, then I just die. Yeah. How much and, does door cost to to cast? Five. And then 10 to activate. 10 to activate, yep. And so, like, what I've done before is, like, um, you know, cast a ramp spell, cast the door, and hold a fog open. And then it's like, okay, they swing at me, I fog, untap, and kill them with the land, you know? So bad. Yeah, it's, it's a fun deck. It's definitely fun. It's something that I would recommend for people to do, like, who are looking actually for a good deck. There's, I think there's a lot of room for it to be good. You just have to build it right. And I don't know how to build it, obviously, but so... You know, sweet, sweet. So that was my tournament. I did not play in the legacy portion. Uh, I traded most of the weekend. Now you wrote a pretty good article, actually, about uh, about trading and about your your finance time there. Um, there were some lessons, I guess, that uh, you've learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's different things. Uh, whenever you hit the trade floor like that, especially when there's like a group of good traders around. They um they always tell you about things that well first they ask you right like early in the day they were asking me for Sarah's ascendance mm-hmm. so they're like do you have Sarah's ascendance I'm like yeah I got some of those they're like oh do you want to trade them I'm like ah uh, I'll dig them out you know we'll trade later so like then when they find out like once they get tired of asking you for the card then they're like dude did you know Sarah's ascendance like fifteen dollars now. I'll be like, oh no, I didn't know that. So like, like all the traders, there was a bunch of good traders there. Ryan Bouchard was there. Uh, there was a bunch of guys who uh, worked for Troll and Toad. So like, I was hanging out with them and trading. Like we were kind of like meeting up in between trades and stuff. So like, all the information was coming out, like what people were picking up, um, what which cards were spiking and stuff like that. So basically, my article, I'll give the, I'll give the spoiler to the to the uh, A-team listeners so we don't have to sit down to go over there and read it. Um, basically, there's like five cards that I talked about that have gone up that people don't really know has gone up. Um, first one's Deathrite Shaman. This card was like crazy hot at the tournament. Everyone wanted Deathrite Shamans. Uh, you know, the scumbag traders were trying to pick them up at like eights and tens, uh, but they're like 15 right now and they're pretty solid. Like, I think that'll be a $20 card pretty soon. Mm. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that, KYP? Well, let's play it like, like we've talked about probably maybe two two episodes ago. It's being played a lot, but I'm always surprised that the that these 
rares, like non-mythics can, can rise up to that high. Like I never knew Thragtus was going to be that high. Like, like as it was climbing, I'm like, how is this even possible? Yeah. Like I didn't pick Thragtusks up because I was like, yeah, what's the highest they can get? Like 15 bucks? Right, right. Max? Yeah, like maybe 20 bucks? <laughs> maybe? Maybe? Like, yeah. No, this card's definitely worth like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's stupid because it's basically Thrag has like has standard a stranglehold is the only reason why it's like up there. It should it shouldn't be. It's not even played in older formats, you know. No, it's not. like where where Deathrite Shaman is like played in Legacy in multiple Legacy decks. Like it was played in the Elf deck as a four of. It's played in Bug as a four of. You know, it's played in like all kinds of different Legacy. And like decks. and like, what deck is Thrag even played in the one band control? Well, it's like it's in the sideboard of my Omnidor deck. It's you know. Oh, sweet, sweet thirty-five dollars sideboard card. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's sweet. What I'm saying is they stick Thrag Test everywhere. You know, people, yeah. the droolies. You know what I mean? The, the droolies. <laughs> they just want to play with Thrag Test, so they put him in everything. He's splashable too. He's one green, so yeah. So yeah, so Deathrite Shaman was really hot. I I don't think that card is going to slow down at all. Foils are are. Sixty dollars, holy and you, shit! And you can get sixty for the four, yeah. like no problem. So that's that's insane. Uh, Sarah's Ascendant is around fifteen, uh, twelve to fifteen. What's and Sarah's that, Ascendant? Which card yeah, is that? That's the one drop white card that if you have above thirty six light, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's six six. It's an EDH card. You should you should. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. But then I was trying to figure out why it was in fucking. Why is it a million dollars then? It's because of the modern Soul Sisters deck, right, Scott? Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's stupid. It's so so like the funny thing is, I see still cards, uh, still versions of this on eBay for twenty, uh, the foil versions. So like foils are still twenty on eBay. So I don't know how long this fifteen dollars or twelve dollars is going to last um, for the Sarah Ascendant, but it's it's it is going to be like eight to ten, I think, like because of modern season, and it was like four or five, right? Yeah. Yeah, I picked one up for EDH the other, like, two months ago. It was, like, five bucks. So, Jace Memory Adept, that is a $20 card now. It's big money. Big money. It's more than Jace Architect Thought. <laughs> How much is Architect of Thought? Like 15 Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know nobody was playing it. It fucking absolutely hosed me at FNM, but... Yeah, I mean, somebody ultimate on me, and I still won, so that card's yeah. crap. It's a piece of shit! So, Jace Architect thought is 20 bucks. Um, freaking... I lost my page here. Okay, Garouks. The Garouks went up. Uh, the big one, Garouk Primal Hunter's $20. How much How much are Eldrazi's? I don't know, like 15 bucks, maybe 10 Surprise! No. They're all above twenty five bucks. Unbelievable. Yeah. And check this out. Foil Kozilek. Eighty dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. I traded one at eighty this weekend. It's crazy. Wow. Holy fucking shit, anyways. That's <laughs> insane. Eighty dollars. Eighty minimum. minimum. Eighty minimum. There it is. Holy fuck! Genuine. (laughs) Who said? Who said? What was that eighty minimum from? Who said that? It was KYT. 
It was a joke. What an idiot, KYT. That's where it comes from. Oh, man. So, yeah, so I basically learned all that stuff. I, it's not that I learned it, but, like, some of it was confirmed and, like, you know, that kind of thing while I was trading. Uh, but it was a pretty pretty productive... Uh, what? There's a... Yeah, it's like, it's. I, I'm still shocked, actually. Even though w- w- you mentioned it pre-show, it's these old like these old drowsies that I have somewhere in my room <laughs> are worth quite a bit of money. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like they're like uh it's not like a bubble. Like some cards are like in a bubble, right? Like maybe Sierra's Ascendant's like a bubble. Like a bunch of people are rushing to get them for modern and then it's like it dies down, right? The Eldrazi's are not a bubble. You can't get those cards off people. Like when you're trying to buy cards, yeah, they, they will are not, impossible. Yeah, they will not sell them to you. They will not trade them to you. <laughs> They will not be bargained with. Yeah, yeah. So they're so, like, the other day I was trading with some kid, and, like, this is before, like, the weekend. I'm like, hey, I want your Eldrazi's. And he's like, all right, what do you give me for them? And I'm like, 15 bucks a piece. Cash, right? And he's like, no, I think I'm going to hold on to them. I'm like, I'll give you 22 in credit each. And then he's like, uh... Okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, I sell them for like 25. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me here. So, um, so it was pretty crazy. I got to pick up a collection while I was out there that's all modern cards. Nice. So I was like, yes, like I really wanted to restock the modern stuff on legit. Sweet. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Was so pretty now cool. legit's all stocked up with uh, modern cards? Well, a handful. You know, a handful. It's like a drop in the bucket compared to all the, like, I mean, there's just orders coming in all day, so like it's not gonna, you know, <laughs> it's not gonna phase like my inventory. Real I mean, rough gonna... life. Oh, <laughs> er. I, I'm not complaining that people are buying my cards. Trust me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Was a... So, anyways, what else is going on? You, what, what kind of magic have you been playing, Scott? Uh, so I've been playing uh, obviously a bunch of commander with my son and stuff, and that's been cool. Um. But uh, aside from that, like I mean, I'm I'm going to modern F and M for the first time in since the start of the year, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and I'm going there obviously tomorrow night. So I've been. Posing... So is this the is this the first modern F and M that your store is running? No, no, no. This is the first. No, they ran one last week too, but uh, it's the first one that I've actually been able to get out to. How was the turnout last week? I'm really curious about this modern FNM stuff. Um, it's not bad. Like, there were enough people there that they were able to run it without issue. A um, bunch of people that were going, obviously, were committed enough to making it work, so they, they forced it a little bit, you know? Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, all in all, it seemed like it was a it was a really good time, and it sounded like everyone was, you know, had a, was really successful out there. So I'm pretty excited, man. I'm, I'm going to go, and, and I'm going to play, and it's going to go really well. I'm stoked. What are you running? Well, I was going to run um, Reed Duke Zoo List because with the um, Noble Hierarchs in it and stuff, because it just looked like a shit ton of fun. Uh, and I had that all sleeved up and ready to go. And, you know, my sideboard order came in today from Fast of Fast. So I was like literally ready to rock with it. And then this stupid fucking deck came out. And now I have to change. So for those of you that. Uh, are semi-involved in modern, you know what's going on, or those of you that have been paying attention to, you know, what people have been saying on the internets, there's a new deck in modern. It is the green-white auras deck, full of, like, slippery bogles, and Daybreak Coronet. So you heard about, you know, the Daybreak Coronet explosion, where 
um, this stupid enchantment, which is hold on, I'm trying to, I have the list here. Yeah, so <laughs> it's white, white, and it's enchant creature with another aura attached to it, and the creature gets three, three first strike vigilance and lifelink. So there's a bunch of hexproof guys, and all of these one drop enchantments, and they literally just like fucking king make a guy and kill you. And so, as a zoo player, like you don't have a lot of you know instant kill cards. It's all just burn. Yeah, or ones that deal with hexproof guys. <laughs> yeah, at all. So, um, it's not a deck you can race. And the problem with this deck is, if most people had like coronets lying around or whatever, if they did, the deck's pretty cheap to build. Like you can have this thing built in uh, probably less than 150 bucks. And for a modern deck, like it's pretty good. That's like the, really good. The most expensive cards in it, like not close, are, are there's six fetch lands, mm-hmm. and then everything else is like dirt. What about noble hierarchs? Doesn't it run those? The, uh, sorry, and four nobles. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But like, other than that, like, so it's a few cards lying around. But most people can build this fairly inexpensively, especially on Moda. Anyways, so this deck is so frustrating because <laughs> zoo players just can't beat it. It's cheap, so it's everywhere at FNM, and so I had to make an audible. So. I went back to the to the Jund board, and <laughs> I've like, I've I've gone and just like retweaked the list that is more heavily focused on Liliana, like like more traditional than than I was playing at the GP. Is is Liliana even good? Because they have so many one drops. Like it's just like noble hierarch and then dudes. You know. No, so so the thing is, there's only sixteen guys in the deck, right? Yeah. And so they have to basically put their eggs in one basket to try to. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's, like that's Voltron, later on, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So you basically just use your dumb removal on all the little guys. And it's easy for you to just, like, so long as you find a way to contain their, their main guy, then you, you pretty much can win the game, right? And the best way to do it is with a sacrifice. So it's the rest of the removal in Jund is pretty heavy. Uh, and yeah, but the dis- it doesn't the, do anything. No, though, but the right? discard as well is really relevant because you just make them discard their guys. Like, it's infect all over, right? So it, it it's it plays you play against it in a very similar fashion to playing against Infect, and a lot of the cards that are good in that matchup are also really good in this one. So Lilian is a big one. Discard you just target their creatures. You're burning their other creatures, and you just you know lead on Liliana or a huge fucking guy. Like you can drop what what creatures do they run? So Glade Cover Scout. Okay, you can't burn that. No, you're right. Uh, Core Spirit Dancer. Okay. Noble Hierarchs that. and Slippery Bogles. Okay. So you're basically like Bogles and Scouts you're going to look to discard, right? Or you're going to end up sacking for, and then the Hierarchs and Spirit Dancers are the ones that you're going to burn out. Um, it seems like a bad plan to try to discard their one drop. It is, but it's it's unavoidable. Like, that's that's what you have to do. Now, post-board, you've got options, but I'm just looking at a pre-board situation. Like, Pyroclasm seems to wreck this deck. Uh, no, in not, theory, not really, because they, no, they, they, they could just suit up, right? And the problem is, is they're playing four hyena umbras, uh, two spider umbras. <laughs> okay, these all have totem armor. <laughs> they're all one drops, and they're playing rancor, which brings the guys back too. So, like, this deck is fucking bullshit. Like, it's fucking bullshit. There are spirit links in this deck in the sideboard. Spirit link. Yeah, have you? Like, I think the what? like the way to respond to this deck. Is like spells kite, yeah, or back to or nature, like, or like engineered explosives. Engineered explosives is good. Ratchet bomb is good, um, and uh, and like I said, back to nature is 
just funny. Yeah, Dax Nature's pretty decent. Because they you can't play a blocker because they play that stupid uh, spirit mantle, right? <laughs> Protection from creatures? Yeah, pro creatures. Yeah. Yeah, so all in all, this deck is just really obnoxious. Like, it's really just rough. And so it's unbeatable for a zoo player. Like, literally unbeatable. <laughs> so I, I had think to... I would just combo these guys before they killed me with Kiki Pod. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably true. Now, they're running past, they've got a bunch of stuff in the board, obviously, to try to, you know. But yeah, they got past me, which might be problematic for me. Yeah. Um, they don't have anything else in the board except for Stony Silence that, uh, and Torpor Orb, I guess, that I care about. Yeah. And another path. And Nature's Claim. I don't care about Nature's Claim. Kills your pod. I don't give a shit. All right. <laughs> Honey Badger don't care! <laughs> I mean, come on. Kill the pod. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah. But anyway, so it's it's really interesting. Like, the deck's just fucking obnoxious. And as a result, like, like I, there's a non-zero number of Golgari charms in my deck. Like, that's fucking sad. Yeah, yeah. But Jun Charm does the trick too, right? No! Why is Jun Charm going to do the trick? It only deals two damage to the guys. Like, it's going to kill the guys that aren't suited up, but, like, it's not going to oh, do Golgari the job by itself. Oh, Golgari Charm enchantment. Yes! Golgari Charm regenerates all, all guys I control. Minus one, minus one until end of turn for all creatures. Or destroy target enchantment. So, like, okay. it's pretty good against that deck. If you've got the Liliana, you just, like, minus one, minus one their guys and then kill their main guy, right? Or you can just kill an enchantment. It's also decent versus Splinter Twin, um, because, you know, they can try to go off, and you just, like, minus one, minus one their guys. So they either die if they're Pestermites, or they, you know, do nothing if they're um, the one force. So it's it's not terrible. Like, it's not a great card. I'm not happy to be playing it, but, you know, I'm I'm playing it over Back to Nature. Uh, I am back to playing Abrupt Decays, because that card's really relevant. Um, especially with Twin being all over the place as well. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be a fucking rough challenge. Like, I don't know really what to expect, but uh, I heard it's a little, it's mostly, like, a lot of Twins, some Blue White, some Jund, and some just random shit. So, I figure that I'll just uh, play the devil I know and see how it goes. That'll be, uh, that'll be fun to hear about how your adventures go. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, man. It's going to be insane. I'm I'm excited to hear that you rage about uh, getting destroyed by this deck. <laughs> it's so bad, stupid oh, fucking man. deck. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what's up there. It's pretty cool. I'm excited. There hasn't been a modern FNM in my area, so I haven't really played. We have two stores that are actually running them, and running them to running them like two more than a little success. Like hmm. they're 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 doing well. See, I think that these modern FNMs is going to push modern into, like, being a legitimate format. Yeah, there's a lot of people that really feel like it's already a legitimate format, like, that it's good. Um, But the problem is the pro community really hasn't caught on yet, so I don't know what they have to do to get that buy-in yet, but I guess we'll see. Oh, the pros? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the pros are sometimes little bitches about this whole thing, you know? Yep, I know what you're talking about. Most of them are bitching about all the formats right now, so... Yeah, Yeah, and they're also bitching about this, like, what is this hot new topic about these invites or something? (laughs) Like, I I honestly don't even know what happened, like... uh, No, me neither. Really? I I know a bunch of people got pity invites for no reason, and then a bunch of people were like, oh, (laughs) aren't aren't these people more deserving? Uh," And then... 
That's isn't that didn't that already happen like a long time ago? What is no. this pity invites? Who got a pity invite? Some girl because she's really great for the community got one. Uh, a guy that was like, oh, he did sort of okay with some PTQs. Like we already talked about this. We already didn't we? Didn't this already no, happen talked, like a long time about, ago? Like, what ended up happening is somebody who would get like five top eights of a PTQ might have yeah. got invited because of their performance. Yeah, but like I haven't heard of anybody just getting invited for being cool. It has happened. Um, I don't know which PT or how many, but Dave Williams was. It was the first. It was in like 2005. He got invited. Yeah, I remember he got invited. That's Dave Williams. (laughs) Yeah, well, you just said someone cool. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's like, yeah, he's he's like a like a whatever, like a like a celebrity, right? (laughs) But like, they're talking about magic. People are getting like these cool invites, like just people who play magic, but aren't necessarily like crushing PTQs. I think that's like what might be confusing people because of all this like noise on the Twitter feed. But so there's now, um, even I'm confused, but so there's sponsors exemption, which is something we've talked about before, which is, um, I think there are five people that got invited to pro tour Montreal based on, uh, like John said, their performance, whether they top aided two GPs or, or finished in the finals of multiple PTQs and, and did really well at a GP. So there's a, a handful of them. And then there's a handful of special invites once again. And uh... <laughs> I'm such a loser. They did a 20 tweets on this. <laughs> right? So I still know doesn't this. know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just looking. I did a search. It's funny because I just searched the internet for like special in- invites MTG, right? And then it's like 20 tweets, invites controversy. I'm like, oh, hey, let's look at this. <laughs> so I guess Melissa DeTora. Efro right. and Adam Yurchik. So, uh, uh, from what I know, everyone other than Melissa had. Uh, well, I know Adam for sure, and, and some of the other ones had an invite to the last pro tour, but they couldn't like make it for whatever reason. Adam was actually uh, physically injured, so he couldn't make it and decided to push it forward to this one. But everyone else other than so Melissa got one, and based on the Twitter. Based on what Helen Bergeau wrote, was like because of her, like it made it sound like it was because of her community work that she got in. It is. That's what she said. Right, right. That's exactly what she said. But she also like finished ninth at GP Toronto, and I'm sure she probably had some decent PTQ results as well. And but by being like the the only person out of all the special invites to to have gained one due to community. Uh, involvement that's what has caused such an uproar in in like the twitterverse so what do you think about that Uh, i don't even fucking care at all and i don't know why i'm supposed to care (laughs) i have no fucking idea why i'm supposed to care about this the fans want you to care why what am i supposed to care about like what am i supposed to say like oh man that guy that almost won a ptq he should get an invite no i don't believe that either fuck that guy did that guy win no then he didn't he just didn't qualify for the PTQ for the PTPT PTQ. <laughs> he didn't Fuck. qualify for the Pro Tour qualifier. He didn't. He didn't qualify for the Pro Tour because he didn't win the Pro Tour qualifier. I don't understand why everyone has to be like such a floppy, wet dick about that. All right. Like, what me... the fuck is wrong with everyone? Start giving your kids zeros in school. Fucking oh, stop. Yeah. Stop fucking being such a twat about everything and just fucking. Like, do your job. If you want to go to a pro tour, earn it. Not fucking almost earn it, okay? I, I Fuck your almost. 
Extra. How about my how about my boss pays me for almost doing something? How about that? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, everybody! God damn it, you're annoying. Well, I that's, fucking that's hate you. Job. I don't do shit. <laughs> fuck! What so a waste of time. Maybe I hope your family it. dies of cancer or something, and then maybe you'll Ooh. have something to care about. More than, like, some fucking girl who got ninth at a fucking GP and is really great at doing something on the internet got invited to a pro tour. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's so, call someone. Let's call the police. <laughs> there's a, twats. There's actually, it's, it's funny, uh, there's a story in the Bible. I'm going to tell us. Holy this. shit, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to break it out because it's perfect. It's perfect, right? There's a story in the Bible, right? So... There's this dude who has these farm workers, okay? And the farm worker, first farm worker comes in the morning, right? And he starts working on this guy's farm, okay? Then at lunchtime, some dude comes up and he's like, hey, I'd like to work on your farm to get paid, right? And uh, the owner's like, sure, go ahead. So the, the guy who comes at lunchtime is working on the farm, okay? Uh, with, with the other guy who was there in the morning, right? So then a guy, like, comes, like, 10 minutes before work is done, right? And he goes, hey, I'd like to work on the farm, right? And the farmer, the, the guy who owns the farm is like, yeah, okay, go ahead. Go put in your, your 10 minutes, right? So the guy goes out there and works for 10 minutes, all right? So the end of the day comes, and they all have to go to the, to the owner's house so they get paid, right? So uh, when they get there, the owner starts with the guy who, uh, who worked the full day, right? And he gives them like 100 whatever the money is at the time, right? Denarii or whatever it is, I have no idea. So he gives him a hundred bucks, right? And then the guy who came at lunch, he gives him a hundred bucks, okay? And then the guy who came ten minutes before quitting time, he gives him a hundred bucks, right? So yeah. then the first guy's like, "Hey, what the fuck, man? I worked this whole day, and I'm getting the same price as the guy who worked ten minutes is, right?" This story, is then, like, I'm I'm lost. I'm really. You're lost. Yeah, I, I'm really, what? I'm not really, I'm not focusing on what you're trying to say here. <laughs> what a fucker. This story is like a quick story. How could you be lost? Okay, this is terrible. There's like a hundred characters I don't care about. <laughs> and like, oh man, this guy's mad about this and that okay. guy's. All right, so it's like I'm reading Twitter all over again. Jesus Christ. So basically, the point is, the owner of the farm is like, look. It's my money to do whatever I want with it. If I want to pay you for working a full day and pay the guy who works 10 minutes the same amount, it doesn't matter, right? And it's the same thing with Wizards of the Coast. It's their pro tour to do whatever they want with. They can invite whoever they want to invite. So, like, it shouldn't, like, people who earned it, sure, great, be happy for yourself. But because they give it to other people who I'm not saying didn't earn it, but they didn't, right? Uh, <laughs> not saying <laughs> you know? they didn't. But they didn't. I'm not saying they didn't, but, you know, facts are facts. They didn't earn yeah. it. If they had earned it, they would be there. So yeah, that's a fact. Would, they wouldn't need that's, a special that's invite. That's a fact, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if they want to give their invites to people who didn't earn it, that's fine. It's their invites to give. It's not your invites right. to give. So yeah. shut up. That's, that's actually, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You didn't really yeah, have to tell Just let me finish the story. Then well, that story was that. shit. You could have just said that. <laughs> Holy I'm fuck! Illustration, man. It's <laughs> so a Bible story, Jay. Come it's on. Terrible. <laughs> what did you think I was gonna tell the Bible story of like Noah's Ark or something? Yeah. <laughs> and I was we like, like, to the pro tour. That's pretty much why you tuned out immediately. How like Moses like fucking 
split the Red you know Sea. What? I don't hear was, about that. It's because I said Bible. That's why. If I would have said... No oh, shit! Oh, my a, God, Sherlock! <laughs> if I would have said, here's this story from, Holy, like... Are you clear? Here's a story, guys, and then I tell you the story and just don't say Bible, then Jay would have been with me 100% there. It's almost like you're a mind reader. <laughs> oh, man. This is the worst. So, anyways... So I'm with Jay. I don't really care what Wizards of the Coast does with their invites. Um, okay. Like, you know what? If I was the guy that was, like, on the cusp of getting the the invite, then maybe I would care. But n- literally none of the people that are talking about this are that person. So, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know why anyone gives a shit about this. Like, you're not... You're not the person that didn't get a special invite because you, like, what, have gotten two PTQ top eights? In, in like, the ten years you've been playing Magic, maybe? <laughs> you, like, took a road trip to, like, Minnesota, where, like, people were playing, like, you know, standard decks in modern? Like, you didn't, oh, you didn't get that PT, like, oh, you deserve, like, well, I don't understand, I just don't, I just actually just don't get it. Why everyone cares. And then the thing that I get less is why I'm supposed to care about that. Like, people are telling me to care about that, I, I just don't know why. They just want you it, to react. They want you to rant. You're doing what yeah. they want you to do, Jay. Yeah, which you just did, so. Yeah, you're actually... Most listeners are happy. It's an idiot. As it turns out, everyone is stupid. There's a story in the Bible. Let me tell you about it. people <laughs> <laughs> oh, being idiots. Oh, man. My friends got one, so I'm really happy. Uh, Adam's one of my good friends, and John Stern got one, so uh, good luck to those guys. I'll be rooting the for them so what do you think about it um i i'm like i think people that have done really impressive performances because in the old days like if you top eight at a gp i i forget the rule or top 16 you were queued um so once they made it top four and, and like you know everybody was like ah someone who top eights once and and doesn't make it, and someone who top eights two gps doesn't that guy like actually deserve to make it i think yeah that, that person you know, if they if just want to invite that type of person, then yeah, I'm happy that that guy made it because I so think he. So you think they deserve the special invite? Uh, the people that they've selected uh, to get sponsors exemptions, I'm fine with that. I think. Not I, that you're fine with it. I'm just saying. I'm trying to figure this out. So you think that they deserve the exemptions that they got? Is that what you're saying, or are you just saying that you're okay that they got them? Okay, I'll just say I'll. I think they deserve their to be exempted. Okay. So, so do you think uh, Melissa Detora is oh, that deserves special invite though? That's different, right? So the she sponsor- deserves a special invite. So, so are you saying she didn't deserve a special invite? <laughs> I hate when you guys are on the same page. <laughs> Can't believe you even opened your mouth, like. <laughs> Come on, KYT, answer the question. Yeah, yeah, I thought this is part of the New World Order. It, you know, it's a new year. It's 2013. You know, everybody made some criticisms. Like, trying to change that shit. People want me to talk, so I don't I don't think so, just because I don't think... Boom. You don't if, deserve it, girl. Get out of here. I don't... I just don't agree if the reason... Like, like I'm with John in terms of Wizards can do what the, whatever the fuck they want to do, but I think uh, community work should play a part in, in this decision, if like BDM could never make the Pro Tour Hall of Fame, let's say, yeah. and it's like, why would you uh, put 
community work into the equation of qualifying someone for the pro tour, which is supposed to be the best players playing the game. Like if someone gave me me an invite for my community work, I wouldn't be like Lansdale and be like, oh, I refuse this invite. But it would feel better <laughs> if like I won, let's say, by some random luck, because I feel like I didn't even deserve to get to the pro tour. And then like my win feels like it has like some sort of asterisk to it, right? It's like, eh, like this guy just like got voted in here and you know I don't know about an asterisk because you still put the work in to win the pro tour. Right, right, right. I agree with that. And if they can't beat a scrub like you, then you know, (laughs) screw all those guys, man. (laughs) But I I see what you're saying though. You feel like you wouldn't have earned it. So would be you would it would kind of put a damper on any success you had at the Pro Tour. Right. I wouldn't be as happy as if I made the Pro Tour by my own like merits of playing a performance and then won it that way as well. Um, so. So you don't think Melissa deserves it? I don't know. Like she like she finished <laughs> the GP that we were at. So I don't know exactly because they're being very. Um, that GP was kind of soft. I almost day two that thing. <laughs> they're being very vague <laughs> about her accomplishments, and I think that she. Probably... I wonder why. <laughs> I'm very confused by this. Maybe somebody could explain this to me. I love when KYT tries to double talk, you know? He's like, he's like trying not to say it, but he just, he has to say it, you know? You You gotta just be able to lay it out there, man. You gotta be like, look, Melissa didn't deserve it. If she did, (laughs) she would be in there. (laughs) That's funny. What do you think, Scott? You think she deserved it? So the problem is, is I don't really know enough about what she's done, you know, or not. So I, I really don't know, aside from being a prominent woman figure in magic. And, and you know, she, I mean, I've, I've heard of her. She's a woman? She's a woman. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, you know, like she's, I'm sure she's nice enough. And, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know enough to uh, be able to properly decide for myself. I need more information. Well, then, then we have to ask the question. Uh, you know, what, what, uh, how much community work does it take to get into the pro tour? Right. So it's interesting because Cedric Phillips wrote a fantastic article about this this week. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's really good. I know. It, I know. It's, it's congratulations, you're exempt. It's on Star City Games Select Ooh, side. That's such a saucy title. Yeah, yes. it's a saucy article. Yeah, it's saucy. <laughs> There's 75 comments on it as we we're recording and right the now. First one, the first one is from Aaron Forsyth. <laughs> what did Aaron Forsyth have to say? Tell me what smarmy anecdote he told. The Here's people that get said. to the Pro Tour are the people we decide get to go. Always been true. We make and change the criteria. It used to be top 16 of a GP. Now it isn't. It used to be top 50 ELO rating. Now it isn't. You used to not be able to qualify via MTGO. Now you can't. There used to not be a Hall of Fame. Now there is. We made up a new way of getting there. We do that all the time. I qualified on rating several times by nearly missing cutoffs. It wasn't a glorious adrenaline-packed way to get to the PT, but it got me there. We want the PT to be the full of the best players. These guys have shown themselves to be very good. Arguably better Whoa, than guys. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Somebody here? write an article Whoa. about that. That's sexist. 
<laughs> Arguably better than someone that spiked a single PTQ. And rest assured, the invites aren't given out to whoever has the best campaign staff. We have a database that has everyone's finish in everything ever sanctioned, and we filter on certain things and then argue down to five based on the stats. I appreciate if the fuzzy criteria is what gives people the creeps, but I personally want it to remain fuzzy so that people aren't scooping at awkward times convinced they're getting a special invite. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty... You know, I, I like Aaron Forsyth because he's always just like, look, dude. <laughs> he's, like a total, he's a total dickhole. And, <laughs> but he's also the face of a company, so who cares? I love it. I look because he just, he just tells him, look, we do whatever we want, okay? FYI, I run things here, not you. Peace out. Yeah. Which he has a right to do. He's the king. Yeah, he's the king. He's the owner of the farm, man. He can do whatever he wants. He is the big motherfucking boss. Speaking of Cedric <laughs> Phillips' new article, his new picture is awesome. I like his new Star City Games picture. It's pretty ballin'. It's pretty uh, cocky. <laughs> yeah, it's cocky. It's just like, I think it, repre- it represents him very well. Yeah, I like it. Big fan. But anyways, Jay, you would 100% agree with like 90% of everything that's in this article, I think. That's because me and Cedric Phillip are on the same page because we're both the same person. We're awesome. And that's all <laughs> that has to be said about that. We're fucking awesome. Everyone else sucks. And you know what? It's like driving. It's like driving. A Twitter account should not just be a right. It shouldn't just be free. It should be, you should what? have to pay for that. You should have to earn that shit. Somebody, you should have to go through, like, tweet school, you know? Like, I want to be on Twitter. Oh, okay, sweet. Uh, we'll schedule in for Monday, and if you pass the course on <laughs> Friday, then, uh, yeah, you can have a Twitter. And, you know, oh, you I know who care. would be great at giving a tweet if you, like, if you, like, say, like, racist things or, <laughs> or like, offensive <laughs> things or, like, whatever. But, I mean, like, just, just, like, knowing when to say something and then, like, when not to say it and, like, how to just, like, 58 people can just get up in arms about something and then, like, oh, my God. And, like, it's just... Yeah, this school is something totally yeah. Heather Meek could do. Wow! <laughs> Heather Meek, she's really great at everything. Oh, man, I love that girl. We should actually replace you with her on the show. I agree. I would listen more. Snap. <laughs> Heather, if you want them, I'm not even joking. This isn't even a troll. This isn't a bit. If you want to replace Medina, I'll fucking do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, I will uh, graciously step down, you know. Yeah. It'd be great, though, is if she did. And then, like, I wonder if... We'd still get all those comments like, oh, you just let her on because she's a girl and like, herp derp yuck, hee hee, I'm a girl with titties. Because remember when we had Sprankle on and that's what everybody said? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. So girls deserve special invites and girls this and girls that, sexism this, sexism that. But then you put a girl on your podcast. No, she's just a pretty face with titties for us to drool over. Which you can't drool over because. But you can't drool over because, oh shit. Something about the titties. (laughs) It's a weird magic world we're in. It's it's so bizarre that Jay would ever be frustrated with any of you fucking idiots. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's like, what's going on? Jay is perfectly reasonable people. Seven. Yeah, Jerry, stop picking on us. <laughs> Speaking of Star City Games, uh, they are leading the charge in gate crash pre-release cards for sale here it's funny because like not a lot of people know this 
See, Star City can put their cards up whenever they want for pre-order, but like all the sites that are on TCG Player cannot put their cards up until a certain time. We only can all do it at the same time. Really? Yeah. So oh. like, yeah, yeah. So exclusive rights? It's not rights. It's just like our databases do not get updated as fast as Star Cities. Mm. So like, Star City will immediately have like a spoiler up, and then we have to wait like a day until like two o'clock the next day. To, like, oh. to download them. It's funny, because, like, if you check Channel Fireball, or if you check LegitMTG.com, you will see that we don't have the spoiler uh, cards up that Star City does. And then everyone on TCG will get them around the same time, and the reason why is because our database doesn't update. Okay, because all of you are on Crystal Commerce, while SCG has their own custom database. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's pretty sick advantage. <laughs> Yeah, it's a sick advantage because, like, if you want to buy the card immediately, you only really have one place, right? Wow. Or you could go to eBay because sometimes eBay is pretty quick. Or you could just wait, like, till the next day at 2, and then we just destroy them in pricing. And then, <laughs> you know, and, and you could buy it cheaper. Like, you could do that. Well, I know that uh, Face-to-Face has all of the pre-orders, and I'm pretty sure they're up to date. No, they're, they're on the same system, dude. Are they in the same system? Yeah, yeah they so- are. So they'll they'll be delayed just like us. Wow. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, that gives you the but advantage. You can still go to face to face, by the way, guys. <laughs> that gives you guys the advantage of, uh, I guess, being able to price effectively. Well, we don't price after Star City. Like we oh, don't you... go and look at Star City's price and say, "Oh, let's make it a dollar cheaper." Why not? That seems like the most intelligent thing ever. Yeah. Because because I price based on eBay, what cards are selling for. Oh, I see. Hmm. Yeah, I don't price based on Star City. What they a just, rube. They just make up whatever they want to make up, man. Yeah, but Come people on. pay that, so like, shouldn't you just be able to do the same? Yeah, Star City customers pay that. My customers don't pay that. <laughs> oh, so Star City's customers are the droolies. <laughs> oh, the droolies returned. I'm not going to say everyone who shops at Star City is a drooly. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So you were saying, Scott, that you didn't like the price of a certain card on the Star City pre-order list. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm like, we talked about it. And when I think about it a little bit further, maybe it's probably, you know, reasonable. Like it's selling, obviously, but I don't think it's, I, I, I think it's overpriced. Um, Should we just troll the listeners and just not say what the card is? No, I'm, no, I just, I just want to, you know me. I just wanted to kind of hedge my bet before I got my foot in my mouth. Um, Prime Speaker Zagana is uh, was a recent spoiler. Uh, blue, blue, green, green, two for a one-one legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. Prime Speaker Zagana enters the battlefield with X one-one counters on it, where X is the greatest power among other creatures you control. Uh, when Prime Speaker Zagana enters the battlefield, draw cards equal to its power. So, like, in an empty board, this card's terrible, right? Shit. Obviously. Right. Um, so people are looking at this as another commander general. Seems pretty cool. I think foils of this will go, like, anytime you get into a reasonable legendary creature, um, you know, in a popular color combination where generals are already, you know, at a premium... The foils are going to be worth more, like, and not just a little more, like, dumb more, right? Um, Man, Scott is breaking it down finance-wise here. Whew. So, so like this, th- this is going to be one of those cards. Okay, I'm finding it difficult to understand why this is a fifteen-dollar pre-order. 
Now, I understand that in current standard, this pairs really well with cards like Thrag Tusk in a Bant deck, where, you know, it's like a mini Sphinx's Revelation with a guy attached. And, like, I see that. I totally get that. But, I mean, like, 15 bucks? It just seems like a lot. Like, it's, it's like it should be 10 bucks, right? Like, this is a $10 card. It's not a $15 card. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, Channel Fireball has seems like 15. insane. That's what I said, and Scott's like, no. It just seems fucking crazy. Like, I want to switch to Bant and play this. Let's Doesn't seem crazy to anybody eBay. else? I, th- I think it's awesome. I yeah, put mine too. at 15. I put mine at 15, and Scott goes, at the beginning of the cast, Scott's like, yeah, uh, I just can't believe that they're selling this card at $15. And I'm like, uh, I kind of felt like an idiot, right? Because I'm selling it at 15 <laughs> And then I was like, well, why? You know, I think the card is pretty good with a Cavern of Souls, you know? Like, they can't counter it, and then you have all this freaking draw power. So, um, yeah, it seems sweet. It looks like on eBay they're like 12 to 14 Yeah, you can get you can get play sets for as low as like 10 11 bucks. Uh, let's play set for 50 play set for 45 play set for 47 So, yeah, I mean, it's still up there, you know? Yeah. It's not too far off eBay. Yeah, well... Anyways, I'm just not sure that I, I, I it's doesn't seem like it's uh you know living up to the hype for me, that's all. Even if you have like an auger bolus in play, right? You still so draw in... two cards. Yeah, but it's six mana though. Yeah, but you draw two cards. Six mana and Yeah, uh... I'm pretty sure divination costs three. Yeah, but does divination have a two two attached to it? So Grizzly Bears is worth two? So you yeah, still that's how much it costs to cast the grizzly bears. Right. Two so this is so six at, mana. So you're at five. Yeah. This is the and this is six. Yeah. Right. So it's With like the, one mana overvalued because you, you pay you pay extra mana to have the opportunity to cast it when you have a thrag tusk in play. Then you get a six six and you get to draw uh, six. So cards. so I like I said I clearly understand that in standard right now like you play thrag tusk then you follow up with this girl. And that's insane. Like, I get that. <laughs> and at first glance, I didn't see that. And then I read, before the show we were talking about it, I read Blyweiss's comments where he was talking about, this seems like a really good interaction. I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm. Just, it may be fine. I, just at first glance, I'm not that impressed. That's all. Hmm. Anyways, my two cents. My two cents. This card sucks. <laughs> Do you really think it sucks, KYT? I love how we we know that I might be trolling. Um, I don't think it sucks, but I'm not, I'm. It's... Okay, let me put it in this fact. perspective. Okay, let me put it in this perspective. Outside the, the obviously the best case scenario of Ragtus uh, <laughs> into Prime Speaker Zagana, that's obviously sick. Yeah. Um. Okay, but let's let's pretend that like. You play Prime Speaker and, uh, you know, it's, you, you draw one card, right? And it's a, it's a 1-1, one, one, right? For six mana, okay? But then you Is it a 1-1 one, one, or do I get, do I it's, get a... It's a 1-1, one, 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 and okay. then it gets 1-1 one, one counters uh, based on the greatest number, greatest power of someone else. Yeah. So, 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 so I say, draw the card based on its, like... Final power. Okay. So do yes. I get two then? No, because it's a 1-1. One, one. If you play it on an empty board, it's a 1-1. One, one. 
Okay. And you draw one card. And, okay. And you draw a card. Okay, okay, but check this out. Let's say that if you cast an empty board, that's the worst case scenario, right? Right, that is the worst case scenario, yep. Okay, but what if you Restoration Angel after you've cast it? Then you draw four cards, and it comes back as a 4-4. Four, four. Okay. So if you have this like in a band deck with Restoration Angels and Thrag Test, you know, sure you might be able to cast it to a Thrag Test, but you can also set up a sick thing where you're like, play this guy, untap, and then you're just like, boom, Restoration Angel. It. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely powerful. So I'm trying to think if there's a com- is there a comparable card to this? Obviously, I can't underestimate this card because it, it's like a, comes into play abilities. You can have tricks like Resto and, and, and other well, things. Well, the other like thing that. is the creature, so you could Cavern Souls it, which is insane. So, like, the way it goes, like, even if you have, like, a 2 2 or a 3 3 or something, you're going to draw, like, three or four cards. Un- it's uncounterable. So, it's just, it's like, it's basically like a Garu Primal Hunter in that sense that you just, when you play it, you get to draw and you have a threat. Yeah, I'm still not sure, but it, like I'm, I'm open to the fact that on average this card is pretty good. Yeah, man, I don't know, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of it. You know what's gonna end up happening is I'm gonna end up playing the living shit out of this card, fucking eating my entire foot up to the knee. You know what's gonna end up happening is someone's gonna play it in modern with like Rebel Arc. Is it insane? Uh, oh my god, you that. just said that. Is it insane as a one of <laughs> like, in like a pod uh, deck? Yeah, see, like a pod yeah. deck? That's insane, yeah. Ew. Ew. Yeah, there's all <laughs> kinds of crazy things you can do with this guy. Ew, that's disgusting. All right, carry on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just be, because of uh, it comes into play and it's a creature, it's it's open to a lot of potential type of decks. Yeah. It's also a wizard. Like, the other thing you could do is, like, Snapcaster in a turn, untap, play this guy, boom, draw three cards. Have a 3-3. Three, three. That's not. That's not even. That's not bad. And that's not like best case. That's like stuff that happens. You know. <laughs> yeah. I am still surprised it's at fifteen, though. I, I feel like you still have to think of the card like you just did, John, to to, to think it, it's fifteen. Like I would think it would be at a price where smarter people, like let's say you, would would can capitalize on buying a lot of these guys. But yeah, to me, every time something says draws cards, I'm always like, hmm. <laughs> How can I break this in half? No, I'm just like thinking, hmm, this is probably pretty good because it draws magic cards, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys, when I was gone, talked about this. FYI, listeners, I was gone. Um, But, like, can't you just jam this into Bant already? Yeah. Like, doesn't your mana base just get better with four, or with, you know, breeding that new, pools? with, with yeah. breeding pools, and yeah. then... You also could just play this in there. Like, you're already playing those colors anyway. Like, I feel like... The other thing is, he's in that color of the... When is this ever bad? You know? Alchemist Refuge. So you uh, can, like, flash him in, like... Yeah, that seems pretty good. I mean, the other, thing that, the other thing you could do with him, too, is, like, you know, they go to Wrath you, and, I mean, you could you can blink uh, with a Resto Angel and then draw X amount of cards just to be able to have something to do after the Wrath, right? Yeah, we were talking about it with Resto Angel when you were gone. Like, if you Resto Angel it, you get a draw four. A minimum four, if, if that's if your shit's not gone, if your Thrag Test is not gone. Yeah, yeah, but if it's just like this to an empty board, and then you Resto Angel it, you draw four cards and I'm a four-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, that, but what I mean is just like if someone goes to wrath you, uh-huh. I mean, worst, worst thing that happens when, when you get wrath, the timely wrath, is when you have no recovery, right? Yeah. But like, so even at minimum, when someone wraths you, if you have nothing else to do, you can just resto angel this guy to draw four cards. Yeah. And then, and then you, you get wrathed, big deal, right? You drew four cards. What else do you want? <laughs> you know, if somebody had a wrath that said wrath the board, you know, your opponent draws four cards, I'm pretty sure no one would play that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know, man. It seems... Uh... And, like, <clears throat> I'm, excited for, um, I'm excited for everyone to play their stupid cipher cards, like their Invisible Stalker, Esper Control, with Gideon, Bad Deck, Cypher shit. Seems seems a lot worse than this this Simic six yeah, drop. This, I don't know. This guy seems good. I like him. Yeah, me too. I think so too. All right. So, um, what other spoilers came out that were kind of like controversial? Well, it's interesting because Mana Deprived has a controversial one. Does it? Sh- oh no, I can't say that. We had a great spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a really effective casual card. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really happy. And uh, what is it? Is, so it's uh, even the sound of it is gonna make it going like this is this is shit. So it's a seven mana creature, white creature, five colorless, two white, luminite, luminate primordial. It's a 4-7 and has Vigilance for 7 mana. It's uh, part of the, I guess, the av- if they have an Avatar cycle. I don't know at this point. Well, there's a, blue one, there's a blue one that got spoiled on Star City. Is right. that an it's, Avatar? It's a, it's a primordial. Yeah, it's an Avatar. The primordial cycle? No, isn't it like a Leyline Drake or something? No, the primordial cycle? Okay. This guy, the blue guy, is when it comes into play for each opponent, you may cast up to one target instant or sorcery card from that player's graveyard. Okay, oh, man, so. that's insane. Every time it comes into play, and it's a seven mana five five flyer. So this is a seven mana four seven vigilance. And right. what does it do? When it enters the battlefield, you get to swords to plowshares one of each of your opponent's creatures. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you playing along at home, Swords to Plowshares is an old-school card back from the, like, revised days that's stated. Remove target creature from the game. That creature's controller gains life equal to the creature's power. For just one white. Yeah, and it was a one white instant. It was insane. That's why it's not around. So you get to... Swords one creature for each one of your opponents. And you get a 4-7 Vigilance. And you get a 4-7 Vigilance. Is it legendary? No. No. And it's when it enters the battlefield. Yeah. Well, why does it matter if it's... Uh, I'm just curious. Why does it matter if it's legendary? Because oh, well, you, you can clone... Yeah, clone the living shit out of this guy. No, but you, uh, you sounded like you were let down because it wasn't legendary. You're like, no, oh, no, I don't... I wouldn't want it to be legendary. What creature types does it have? Avatar. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yuck. I'm, well, these are... This one and the blue one are... Obviously, even though I don't, don't play Commander, multiplayer powerhouses, right? If I guess if they, I don't so. know if I'd say powerhouse, but <laughs> bombs, man, <laughs> bombs. I mean, in limited, it's okay, right? <laughs> well, like this is pretty much just another angel, right? Like it's like basically Angel of Serenity. Uh, in, in, li- like no, in limited, it's gonna. Perf- well, no, I guess it's only one guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm thinking yeah, about Angel this in a different Serenity context. Is like, 
Uh, yeah, no, no it's insane. Know, I got it. Like a million and a half times better, or maybe two million times better. Oh, sure, I'm, I'm looking at it from a multiplayer situation, right? <laughs> Even from a multiplayer situation, you get to draw cards with Angel Serenity. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know, man. Sounds like the worst. Oh, and also, Angel Serenity flies. Yeah, I got it. This guy's vigilance, man. Holy shit! shit. <laughs> Fucking vigilance, Scott. In, in Commander, is the blue one way like I don't play it at all? Is the blue, blue one way more powerful? The blue one's insane. Like okay. it's literally, it's literally one of it. Like, I'm just looking at this, going, "Wow!" Like it's they're okay. just okay. Like, uh, they've done insane. the they've done the same effect for less mana. Like it'll it'll be good, but wait, you know. could play. There's the same effect where you could play an instant sorcery out of every person's graveyard. No, no, obviously, obviously not person. every person. So you, you, okay, so you do have um, the uh, memory plunder, which is an instant for hybrid blue black, hybrid blue black, hybrid blue black. Hybrid you could just blue say black. four hybrid blue black. Sure, <laughs> except I don't want people to think that means five. Well, then they could look at gatherer. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> so basically, bottom line is, uh, it says instant. Uh, it's an instant. It says play a instant or sorcery card from your, from one of your opponent's graveyards. And so it's it's four. Isn't it from a graveyard? No, it's one of your opponent's graveyards. No, it has to be an opponent. Yeah. Really? Yes. Kind of shitty. Well, since I'm looking at it, yes, it says opponent. But anyways, it's uh, it's crazy. Um, this ability on a guy that in commander has a million different ways to like blink and rebirth and steal and like oh, fuck, it's insane. Like that. Yeah, anyways, like that yeah, navigator was like, stupid enough in commander. in commander, and then you're just like. Boom! Yeah, I'm gonna play all those. I'm gonna play that tooth nail I just countered. I'm gonna play yep. this other card you got. Yep, it's insane. That card is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, it's bonkers. So, well, I still love my spoiler, but I, I just can't see myself playing this in any com- either competitive in a competitive deck. And so, yeah, like it's Chris, too bad you can't not... like, because like there's the infinite mana combo in standard, right? Uh, and so you make infinite mana, and then you pair this guy with a Dead Eye Navigator, yeah. and then you can wrath the your opponent's board, which is sweet. Like Dead Eye Navigator was a good card anyway. Like the problem is he costs six, and in a casual format like Commander, that's nothing. Like you hit six on the regular, in and standard, like, it's not the in greatest. standard it's not that greatest. But he's a fucking insane in Commander. Like that is one of those kill on sight cards. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So your your spoiler's kind of crappy. Sorry. I, I do want to read one of the lines for our listeners of Chris's article that, that killed me. So he's like, I was not exactly happy with KYT that the first preview card I get was seemingly unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I had to write about it anyway. And then he goes on. <laughs> so, love Man, reading that. If Chris Lansdale thinks it's unplayable. It is scraping it, it, the bottom yeah. of the barrel. <laughs> Man, Chris Lansdale won't even touch that thing with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> you probably like, opened the zip file, he's like all excited. What the fuck? Fuck is this nonsense? Yeah. Oh, is KY like is KYT trolling me? Did he send me the actual <laughs> <laughs> You're sure this wasn't sent from the proxy guy? Oh man. That's hilarious. Also, we're gonna, I guess, talk about cards that we liked uh, recently. I like well, I talked about the one I liked in on on the Hangout because it's the card that, uh, for those of you who didn't watch 
the hangout, the card that I want to build a deck around and, and compete with Jonathan and Chris, which is the Biovisionary <laughs> Challenge. Yeah. Primal Surge, baby. <laughs> hey, don't be spilling my tech, bro. <laughs> I need Damn. all the tech you can give me, Scott. Knock uh, it off. Knock <laughs> it off. Usually, like, I, I hate these type of cards. Like, the cards that, like, if you have... X, the alternate win conditions? Right, right. That, you know, I'm not really... Like, I think Battle Wits is funny, but it, it sort of loses its novelty really fast with me. Like, these type of alternate win conditions. But this one, and because it's just so ridiculous, like, you have to control four or more creatures that are named that. And... And do you I win mean, at the end of your turn, right? You win at your end step, right? Right, so it's like, what the fuck? Like, Battle of Wits, at least, like, let's say you get lucky against someone, you can easily kill a guy. This one, you actually have to, like, do shit to get... get no, it's awesome, because, it's awesome because they can't wrap it. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. Right, like, no sorcery speed stuff is going to interrupt you. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I gotta, I've already worked on my, I started working on my deck list. <laughs> I'm excited just because, like, I'm gonna Hey, hey, and by the way, you're cheating because you're, like, asking all your Facebook friends to help build the deck for you. <laughs> Was that a stipulation of the thing? No, but it's like, come on, be a man, build your own deck. So he's not cheating. <laughs> he's cheating. Okay, okay, he's cheating. It's just going to be hilarious just to, to get the combo and then the guy's like, kill one of them. You're like, fuck. Yes. Um, that, that's my favorite card of the set, even though it's never, ever actually going to play this card in a tournament. Yeah, that's my card. Scott? Um, so I really like uh, Demir Charm. I think it's pretty cool. I really like the fact that uh, I might be able to use it to A, dig for an answer, B, put a land on top of my opponent's deck and blank their draw step. Um, I can kill a guy early if I need to. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah. I And then the countering a sorcery is probably not that relevant, but it just seems like a really neat card. I feel like it's going to be nice and tricksy, and I'm pretty excited to try it out. I like. Did you, like, were, able, were we able to guess one of the modes? No. No. Last one's not really millish. It's just I th I think the last ability is undervalued. I really do. I think the fact that you can use it on yourself or your opponent gives it a flexibility that's going to be really valuable as we move forward in new standard, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. I, really... I, know, I think that I think that ability matters more when it when when it's relevant like in terms of like pondering and or an an infinite ability like Jace the Mind Sculptor, but like a one-off situation where you either ponder or fate seal your opponent just seems marginal at best. Well, but I mean, you're trying to get the ability, like you're trying to just bleed value from the card overall, right? Like you're when you're playing that card, you're like, okay, so it's like Azorius Charm, right? Except that Azorius Charm's insane. Um, yeah, it's like, like Azorius Charm, but worse. <laughs> it's sure it's it's a slightly worse Azorius Charm, but it just has different utility, right? Like it's actually going to kill a small guy, which is which is of interest. And I mean, um, yeah, I I think it. You see, the thing that's really sweet about this, by the way, is that let's just say you cast your what's her face. What was it that that crazy Bant chick we were just talking about, Zagana? Yeah, sure. yeah. So you use Demir Charm to kill her with the ability on the stack. Like, with her coming to play triggers on the stack, you just kill her, right? 
Oh, it sounds yes. like the best case scenario. I'm just guy. saying it's one yeah. example. That's all. Like I I'm just saying that the card like the the card's better than we give it credit for. I think it's going to see use all across. And uh I think people are gonna wanna play it. Like I mean people are gonna wanna try bug decks now that the mana's better. Um, you know, people are gonna try Esper decks even more now that the the mana's a little better and I mean it's a good fit for those decks. So I think it'll be fine. Who are yeah, these people that are gonna play these decks? Shaheen? Oh, goodness. There are so many people looking to play bug decks. I always suck. Like my Twitter feed was full of them. I don't know what else to tell you. So who are these people? Name them. I don't know. I have too like, many Like, Maddie Studios was trying <laughs> to tell me... Sorry, Jay. I, I, I couldn't He's trying you. to tell me that Gruul was going to be a good deck because of this 4-4 four, this four, yeah. four for so, four guys. So were werewolves. Move along. Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm there with you. Gruul, I think, will be insane in Limited. I I think it'll like the the fact Maybe, that yeah. yeah I think the fact that you can be like all guys and still play still have combat tricks and it'll be it'll be better than Boros for way, sure way for sure yeah yeah so, because uh, like all your guys are giant and all your guys basically have battalion built in yeah so I I think it'll be nice like mechanic it'll be one of the go to draft strategies like that will see success. Yeah, um, I think so. But I don't think it's it's going to make it in constructed. I mean, I just think that the the cards that they spoiled in Azorius that were just too fucking strong, and they'll just like demolish. Like any Bant deck will fucking rape that Gruul deck all day every day. Skullcrack is probably the only Bastion of Hope. But then you what just does that do? that's the one that like damage. It's like the 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 sh- the three damage to a target player. And for, like, instant speed for red one, and damage can't be prevented this turn, and players can't gain life this turn. It's, like, it's a great answer in the red decks for, like, Sphinx's Revelation and, uh, like, stop stop life gain from Thrag Tusk, like, that sort of shit. Mm. And, like, so it'll be fine. Um, but, like, if you just play around that card, the deck just can't win otherwise. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, like... How do you play around that card? Well, well, I mean, there's you've got counter spells, but you know you just have to play around that. You know, looking for that card. Alternatively, you just you know play Nevermore. <laughs> Naming that card? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? If it's the only card that kills you, like I mean, it's the only way that deck beats you. Then why wouldn't you? It seems. Uh, I don't it's know, totally seems loose and brutal, right? But like, <laughs> loosey goosey. People said the same thing about playing Rock's Faith Mender when it first came out, though. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Rock's Faith Mender is a top tier card for sure. It's I in. Mean, the, it's in so many sideboards right now. For Rock's, sure, it's 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 like number one. I would pay like fifteen dollars for that card. Rock's Faith Mender <laughs> would you is pay totally five? Than playing Nevermore, naming Skullcrack. Um, anyways, I'm just saying. Skullcrack's <laughs> actually my favorite name of a card. That's really it's sad. actually sweet. It's pretty sweet. Flavor I love wise. it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I love it. I wish We've it wasn't like... so terrible for its awesome name. We have what five more minutes. This, uh, what do you guys think of this uh, freaking uh, frontline medic guy? I'm, I didn't even care about that. The card a lot is of awesome. people are talking about that. A lot yeah. of people are talking about that card. I don't think it's that great. You don't think it's good? Nope. On a scale of one to ten, what do you, how good do you think it is? Like a five. Okay, what other cards are a five in your imagination? Like ultimate price? No, nah, ultimate price is like a six or a seven, maybe. <laughs> you love them doom blades, man. Doom blades are good. <laughs> They're good. So, uh, so yeah. In, you in, think- in every single match that I played in the last like two or three F and M's. 
Doomblade would have killed a creature. Actually, would have killed every creature I saw. You know what kills Thragtusk? Doomblade. You know what kills Angels? Doomblade. You know what kills fucking uh, Augur Bolus with a pike on it? Doomblade. You know what kills fucking Snapcaster <laughs> Mage? Snapcaster Mage? Doomblade. Every one of those creatures you named already got value before you Doomblade. It doesn't matter. You can still they already them. drew you a card. That's like great every single value one. creatures is that they, like, they can't kill you. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, just a minute, because we're getting close to when my spoiler gets published. <laughs> Four minutes. And it's funny because, like, I'm trying to hype this up, but I know they're going to be let down, right? So, like, <laughs> what the f*** am I supposed to do? <laughs> so you have, a, you have a mediocre fucking casual card to spoil. Woohoo! Say that. Woo! Woo! Okay, uh, back to Frontline Medic. Um, I, I, I just read the card for the first time right now. Um, it seems Way to do your sweet. homework. Way to do your homework. Frontline Medic, Frontline Medic is pretty good. Like, the fact that, that he makes all other attacking creatures indestructible to trigger Battalion, I think is going to be really relevant. Um, like, Azorius Charm is still going to fucking go make this guy his terrible bitch, but aside from that... Yeah. And, I know, mean, he's a 3-3 he's a three, three for 3. Like, that's relevant in white, yeah. especially. Yeah, he fits like, the white curve doesn't on get that those. deck. Yeah, he fits a curve on that deck, right? And the fact that he's got he has a battalion to make him indestructible is pretty good. So you're going to be swinging, right? Um, but I don't think that uh, I don't think he's excellent per se. I don't I don't know if he's main deckable in like a, a a four of or whatever. But I can totally see this guy being like the aggro sideboard card to try to beat the the band control decks, like without question. It's like Sphinx's Revelation. Nope, three less. You know, like, the first Sphinx is, like, in those matchups, like, the Sphinx's Revelation that hits for, like, three or four, the first one, is the fucking most deadly one, right? Because that's the one that's going to get you a couple life, get you your next Sphinx's Revelation, let you untap with a little bit of room, and then cast one that's even fucking bigger. So, like, that's the one that you need to stop, and being able to just, like, put that off for three turns, because you can just, like, mana leak it for free, is pretty relevant. Yeah, I think he's good. I mean, he's a 3-3 three, three for three. With Battalion, that makes your dudes indestructible. Yep. And if by chance they cast Sphinx's Revelation, they basically get a counter. Yep. So I think it's fine. Agree. I think it'll see playing like that. There's a green-white humans and nigh humans. I think you'll see playing those decks. It's a human, right? Mm-hmm. It is. That it is. Isn't that wholly relevant, though? There's not anything that cares about humans right now, is there? What do you mean? There's no. It doesn't matter if it's a human or not. Yeah, there's a. Um, there's that there's dude. Like, uh, there's like the one drop, right? Yeah. Champion, That's it. That's Champion it, right? Fish. That's the only card that cares about creature types in that deck. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you're running, unless they're running that dude who gives your dudes uh, pro. Right. Oh, also, there's that deck. Uh, the deck that reanimates all the humans. Yeah, the Angel of Glory's Rise deck. Not that That's this a would... deck. Yeah. I've yeah, never man. heard of that. Yeah, no, it's it's a deck. You never mm. heard of that for reals? No, I mean I heard about it as like super secret sideboard tech when zombies was huge. But <laughs> I never heard of it as like a real strategy. Maybe I'm not reading enough KYT spoiler articles. What did you hear about whoa, it? As whoa, whoa, <laughs> super secret sideboard tech. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a new type of fan. <laughs> this is a comic a comic book guy fan. Yeah. <laughs> Super 
Also, I would just like to go on record and say that almost every Simic card is... Uh, shit. No, it's fucking amazing for... Well, maybe it's shit, but it's fucking amazing for Cube. Like, I'm putting literally every one of them in Cube. Really? But yeah, like, okay, so you got the Simic key rune. I mean, I think I'm going to probably put all the key runes in, uh, in Cube. I... I good. like the key runes. They're good enough. Yeah, I, I think. think I think that the key runes as like man, like so so they're good enough as mana fixing, but they also double up as the guy. Like I I think they're way better than they're way more fair than signets are. Is that how key runes work? Oh yeah. fuck they Jesus Christ! My point is is that if you're off color and you're just looking for ramp, you can still get it, but you get the at- oh my god. <laughs> no, like I think I think I would rather have like right now in my cube. I think I would rather have a key rune than a than a than I think the signets. Just just I just think like they're more interesting. They're more diverse. You know, they don't ramp as quickly, but whatever. Um, but like this guy, this shamble shark, right? So he's a two one for blue green with Flash, which is what the blue-green deck wants. The blue-green deck basically just wants to counter all your spells, and then when you don't have a spell to counter, he wants to play guys at the end of your turn, right? That's how that deck wins. So he has Flash, but then he also has fucking Evolve. So then, like, you can, at the end of their turn, you could, like, Flash a guy and, like, another guy in and Evolve this guy, or you could Flash and then untap, play a guy. This guy's bigger. You're playing Cube, so you have some crazy shit going on, like a Sword or a Jeet. Holy fuck. Mind blown. You know, like all almost all of the of the um, Simic cards that I've seen so far are exactly like that. They're perfect for that color combination, which I was struggling really hard to find stuff for. Like Cloudfin Raptor, perfect for cube. That's a really great card for cube. Hmm. Yeah, and like the Flux Mage is fine for cube. As blue, as blue. What else we got? We got. Experiment one, that's sick. Giant Adiphage. What is that gonna do? Whenever a giant Adiphage deals combat Adiphage. Put a token into play that is a copy of Giant Adiphage. Adiphage. A crazy card. It's like a seven seven what's that green card that's in all the ETH decks that does that? It's like a two two for three that clones itself. It's green. Two two oh, that's a spawn right. Spawnwright. This is a seven-seven trampling Spawnwright. Yes, that's right. It is. Did you guys already know about this card? Yes, we did. Oh, no one told me about it. Hmm. Nathan Holt uh, twittered about it. Walk the planes. Oh, okay. I don't think I follow that guy. You don't follow that guy? He's really cool. I think I do. I think I'm. I'm out. Like he's overhyped, so I don't know why I should be following him. Oh, I don't know. He posts his videos up. I like that. Can't watch the work. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, here we go. And Drake win Crisis. Lizard Drake, 3-1, Flying Trample for, for one blue-green. Fucking sweet. Elusive Crisis. Evolve, 0-4, unblockable for one blue-green. Fucking crazy. Fathom Mage, Evolve. <laughs> crazy. Counter on Fathom Mage, draw a card for two blue-green. Fucking crazy. Mythic Genesis, counter spell. Put an XX Ooze on to play. That card's really cool. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's a good card. Blue green deck wants that. That's two cards, the blue green. Fine. The one. It's like a split card. Prime Speaker's the Ghana. Obviously, the blue deck wants that. Blue green deck, I mean. Urban Evolution. I think it wants this card. Five mana. Three, three blue green. Draw three cards. And then you could play a, an extra land this turn. That's oh, you know, you know what deck wants that, actually? The door deck wants that. Yeah, sure it does. Yeah, it does. 
Yeah, that's a, when I seen that, I want to run that instead of uh, the one that goes and gets two forest. I want to run this card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, does that door deck run the card that goes and gets three lands? It gets three lands. Mana, and it goes and gets three lands, but it puts them in your hand instead of into play. No. I don't think so. Uh, the Guild Mage is actually really good, too. This turn, each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counter. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That's, that's great for EDH, because you can uh, Kitchen Things combo with it, or uh, what's yeah. that other guy who blows up a non permanent? Uh, Woodfall Primus with it. Woodfall yeah. Primus, yeah. Um, and then remove a counter to draw a card. That's fucking sick. So... Yeah, I think the blue-green deck, I'm basically going to put every single blue-green card in my queue. I, I don't see why I wouldn't. This biomass mutation is fucking crazy. I like like that. They fit in the mono-green, the mono-blue, and the blue-green deck, and the five-color deck. Like, I like cards like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but well, you, you'll probably find that, like, you'll probably put all this stuff in, and then as you play, you'll probably be like, eh. Well, it's not as good as I thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it's possible. Like, the like the cards that I think are probably going to be, like, the worst out the ones I said is, like, that 04 that's unblockable that has evolved, mm-hmm. uh, as well as 3-1 trampling Drake. I don't know how that's going to be in my cube. My cube's a little wonky, though. Like, I don't have a, a flying aggro strategy, and I don't know what to cut for that, for things like, you know, Mesa Pegasus, not Mesa Pegasus, uh, that 2-1... White flyer and like two twos for two and like just shit like that. So hmm. that one flyer in green blue might be good enough because there's not a whole lot to block it, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as I play, obviously things change. But I think yeah, like right away, basically, I'm just gonna jam every card in there. I don't even care what anyone says. These cards are all fucking insane, except when for. When you do that, do you take cards out or do you just jam everything? Uh, no, I try to take as many cards out as I can. Like, like I'll always right now my cube is at max, so whenever I put a card in, I always take one out. Nice, man. You're you're hot on this cube stuff, man. I love cubing. Cubing is the most fun because it's free and you can play with noobs or pros. Like you can play with whatever you want, and it's fun. And for me, it's super fun because I get to. It's my cube, so I get to do what I want. Which is like totally awesomely relevant. I think it's fun. I have a great time playing cube. So we are oh twelve o'clock. All right, spoilers. Where's my daily MTG? <laughs> she sounded like a gun, John. <laughs> yeah, like where's my daily MTG? And then like cock a fucking. Block. Dude, you guys, you guys heard that? I had the, <laughs> I had the, the thing on mute. Nope. We heard that shit. No, you didn't. <laughs> like, oh, I better not. I better not murder my wife then. <laughs> so she's been on my times, back since Christmas. All those times I've. Oh, okay. by the way. Okay. Okay. I have. I have a card. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But wait. Okay. Before you talk about that. Okay. Okay. I just want to tell listeners I did make it up to my wife after all of the advice. So thank you. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead. Aurelia's Fury. Okay? Here's here's the Boros card. Mythic rare, red white. So one red, one white, and X. Instant. Aurelia's Fury deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or players. Tap each creature dealt damage this way. Players dealt damage this way can't cast non-creature spells this turn. Sorry, it's a mythic and it costs what? It's it's like red, white, and X. 
It's like a fireball. It's just, it's just a fireball. Yeah. But it deals X damage divided as you choose, so it's like a meteor storm or a meteor shower or whatever. That's kind of crazy, I okay. guess. And Is it better than bonfire, do we think? Each creature dealt damage this way gets tapped, and players that get dealt damage can't cast non-creature spells. Yeah, like, that's the big question. Is it better than... Well, I mean, if you, do you need one shot? This is insane. In what? Limited? Yeah. Like... You could just tap their dudes, crack them dead, or just kill your the most. Im- yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like so an overrun kind of right. Like it's kind of tight, and like in like for three mana, you get an overrun. And, and like mm. Scott mentioned, like it's so versatile. You could like just kill the biggest guy, or just like ping their entire board, tap them down. Like wow, I love this card. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yep. And then there's another one that got spoiled. BDM spoiled another one. I don't know if I like it, but. Serene Remembrance, green sorcery. Shuffle Serene Remembrance and up to three target cards from a single graveyard into their owner's libraries. Is it an instant? No, it's a sorcery. And it says what, sorry, shuffle how many? So it shuffles itself and up to three cards from a single graveyard. And all of those, all those four cards, the three targets and Serene Remembrance, all get shuffled into their owner's libraries. Hmm. Wait, what does it do? No. <laughs> nope. I almost had you. you nope. <laughs> Was not. <laughs> no. Do not want. Anyway, so that's interesting. Hmm. Oh, this is exciting. Um. Also, just put up is um a video with Ali Antrazi and Nick Spagnolo on the um Star City Games Select side. They're doing the uh, the verses this week. I'm gonna watch that. That's pretty sweet. Um, any more spoiler cards that have come up? Well, there's one on my site, and... <laughs> Are people going crazy about it? <laughs> they're, like, fucking bashing... No, no, they're not. <sighs> Love it. Achievement unlocked, exclusive gate crash preview. Shoutouts to Durf for uh, coming out with that header image in such full time. Swords to plowshares with legs. Yeah, swords with legs. Yeah, it also costs seven mana. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. We're all bagging on it. Watch it be like the format-breaking standard card. So I, I thought Appetite for Brains was unplayable, and it actually saw sideboard play. Sideboard yeah. play? That's all you can hope for, really. <laughs> and maybe even main deck, I don't know. But at one point, I saw a deck with Appetite for Brains and Slaughter Games. I'm like, oh, like the, the two spoilers I've ever gotten. Well, for what it's worth, Super KYT, fun. I'm going to FNM with two Slaughter Games on my sideboard tomorrow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, but, like, I don't think anyone's what ever going to play this. What planet are we on? Holy. Well, well, I'm playing Modern. I'm playing Modern. Oh, okay, this. okay. Slaughter Whatever. Games. That card's probably still bad, but that's Well, fine. no, but it's... In Modern, it's, I don't know anything about it. It's that. the only way that Jun can possibly beat a deck like Scapeshift, so... <laughs> you just need the card. <laughs> yeah, Pod has a real t- hard time with Scapeshift. Yeah. So. Yep. Oh, EDH. I'm going to have to play EDH then. <laughs> Finally. Yeah? To put this dude into play. I, I have to cast my one of my, each of my spoilers once in my life. In you an actual play game. your own spoilers. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Jeez, I wish I had a spoiler. Oh, man. You know. I predict. I predict. In a few sets, man, legit MTG will get their spoiler for sure. Yeah, yeah. I told I told Trick Jared, I'm like, hey man, what's going on here? 
on the back of 20 tweets and chatter glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know what's coming. Maybe they'll give you a foil preview just in case. That would be sweet. Maybe they'll send me a copy of the preview card. Do they do that? Do they do that? Uh, they, they should do that. If if they give you a preview, they should like, they should like, send you a copy of it. Yeah, and like have Aaron Forsythe sign it or something. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. They'd give out so. La- hey, so you know what? Few. I just thought of something in in regards to Aaron Forsythe's comment. You know how he's like, we change things, we do this, and we do that. Remember earlier? Just yeah. Kyle, give me a rewind on that, maybe. How come then they? How come they can't change the reserve list then? What about all these other can'ts? They say we can't. Do this, we can't do that. What about that, motherfucker? Well done, sir. Well That's done. I thought collectors are ruining magic. Fuck collectors. <laughs> that was like two different points, but like you know, I like it. Suck on that, Aaron Forsyth. Sweet, cool dude. <laughs> oh man. I just, it just popped into my head. I was thinking, like, man, what's going on? And he's, like, saying, like, oh, I can't change anything. Like, oh, we can change whatever we want. We didn't. No, they, oh, we made a promise to never change the reserve list. So, so you just got to gotta stick with your promise. You can't. You can, no, you, you, we can't be changing that. There's nothing we can do. Sorry. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. We couldn't we could do anything. We, yeah, I'm sorry. We, just, we couldn't do anything. We couldn't do anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 it's one of John's favorite uh, characters in, in the it. A-Team universe. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> you know what? I have to give you credit for your Shrek reference because I like I fucking have seen that movie so many times. Alex watched it like a million times growing up, and I thought for sure you're going to be like, uh, so what do you say? Uh, it has layers like cakes and parfaits. Oh, yeah. But you're going to be like, and onions! <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to do that at first, but I, I decided that some people might not get the reference. So then Fuck I those like, people. Yeah. yeah, they're probably collectors. Yeah, but they're like, I don't get it. What's the reference? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, it was it, Someone did get it, though, other than you. Someone else was like, nice Shrek reference. Uh, so, so, yeah. I was excited. I, I think uh, that article was very well received, so I, I will have to start writing more about finance. I agree. Yeah, now that I'm not effing him heroing it anymore. Yeah, so what are you doing? Like, are you getting someone else to take up the helm on that, or what? There's been some talk about that, uh, but I want to make sure that the person who does it doesn't make it, like, crappy, you know? Yeah. Like, you should get Heather Meek to do it. <laughs> She's good at everything, man. She's good at everything. That's what I'm saying. She could do everything. She could do everything. <laughs> we should we should have Jay Boosh do it. Yeah. Actually, you know, Jay, you should totally do F and M Hero. Alright, give know, me some money. You know who would actually be perfect for it? You know who would be perfect? You ready for Nina. this? Nina. Nina would be Chris Lansdale. He really would be. Chris Lansdale would be epically perfect for that. Except that he's already doing that basically for Yeah, I know. You That's know, Man Deprived. If Man Deprived would just like you know, ship no him. Okay. All ship star, all star writer, man. All star writer. Ship him, bro. Ship him. <laughs> ship him. It's like, what, what do you got? It's like we make a trade. Yeah, yeah, let's do some trade. Let's do some money ball here. Let's do some money ball. <laughs> Jay, how much do you think Heather Meek was worth? Can we? Oh, can we get her? How, like, how much is she not, worth? Like yeah. dollars? You're not getting Heather Meek. It's not. Yo, Heather I can't be putting dollar amounts on ladies. Okay. 
Okay, guys, that's that's offensive. I find that super offensive. No, no hit of me, dude. We gotta, we gotta pick somebody up. I we can't got... believe... I'm gonna write an article about how offensive that was. <laughs> that is... Un- I can't believe you. You know what? Even worse, Jay, you should just tweet about it. Like, incessantly, for four days. Wow! Yeah, that's what you should do. I should just... Yeah, I, that's how I could get um a, people's attention, right? You just tweet about it for, like, days! For days... KYT is a misogynist. <laughs> no one's gonna believe that. <laughs> it's recorded. You know, KYT gets away with rape so many times with a line like that. You know that? I gets away with what? Yeah, everybody. KYT gets away with rape. I'm just saying, like, KYT is actually the rapist. The funny big-headed Asian said something misogynistic. It's obviously a joke. <laughs> I get away with a lot of stuff. Like, you know, the A-team fans are, like, commenting how everyone is full of themselves except me. Except and for I you, yeah. I basically said that everybody on day one that I played at GP Toronto was going to be a noob. Or, or, like, I was really cocky that episode. <laughs> You're, like, the most full of themselves. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's so, totally but true. But I get away with it. I get away with it. So, I love you guys. You're dirt fans. Ball. Fuck yeah, you. It, does, it doesn't make it okay, KYT. <laughs> the low pitch fans out there. You know what? No means no. No means no. And so does maybe. And you know what? It's 2013. Even yes means no. Unless you're a misogynist. <laughs> misogynist rapist. Oh, so are you hanging back on in terms of weekly content or are you just going a different direction? Who? John. You. Like after FNM here, you mean? Like right, 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 right. Uh, I've been spending a lot more time in the editor's booth, you know? Oh, um, so, that shit. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Um, so I'm just trying to make sure everyone else's articles are awesome. And then, like, when I have something to say, I'm going to write about it. Like, right now I'm writing about, uh, it's called Scumbaggery in Magic Sales. And oh, it's about, oh, it's fine. basically about these, uh, these, uh, these guys, right? It just recently happened to me again. Basically what happens is, um... You go to a store online, you buy a card, right? And let's say the card went up, okay? Then instead of filling your order like they should do, these stupid stores will cancel your order because the card went up. And yeah, they'll, and they'll say there's none in stock. And then, Well, they'll do that or they'll, or they'll just cancel it. And then they'll restock the cards you bought at the higher price. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, so... Basically, this is one of the things that pissed me off so much that I decided to open my own store because I'm just like, you know what? If these idiots can make stores and make money, then then I can definitely do it, and I'm going to crush these guys. Like, there's no doubt. So, so that happened to me again. So what happened was I ran out of Garruk, Tribal Hunter, and I ran out of uh, Jace, right? So these guys were selling them both for like 10 bucks a piece. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, 10 or 11. I'm like, I'll just buy these guys out. And that's pretty much what I would pay a player for anyways. I'd pay them like 10 or 11 bucks. So I'll just buy them out. So I tried to buy them out, but their website wouldn't let me buy them out. It would only let me buy eight at a time. So I even thought to myself, I'm like, oh, well, then at least they're not going to cancel the order because they already have like like stops in place, right? Yeah. So So then I process the order. And I just get a refund with no contact. They didn't send me an email. They didn't. The, the store is called Lotus Vault. Yeah, I'm gonna name names because you know. Good. You should, I don't know should. why people don't do that. Why? Yeah. Why is everyone afraid to do that? Like, hey, this store scumbag me. 
But I'm never going to tell anyone that because, like, just come on. Come on. No, no, no. No, fuck them. Yeah, they're they're a local store. And and when I tweeted about it, I said, hey, these guys, uh, they freaking canceled my order. They didn't talk to me. They just uh, canceled and restocked stuff. And all their local players were like, oh, they're usually stand-up guys, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, look, dude, this is unacceptable. Like, you're running a store. you, You should fill your orders. And and do what you're supposed to do, man. I mean, it's so freaking it's annoying because like people they don't get it. Like um, some guy tweeted at me, he's like, "Oh, you're just pissed off because they caught you trying to shark them." Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a second, who's sharking who here? All right, did they buy those garuks at ten dollars? No, they didn't buy them. They're selling them to me at ten dollars for a profit, right? So all I'm doing is I'm being a patron. Okay, I'm I'm giving them the money that they wanted to make before ten minutes ago, before Jonathan Medina's name was on the order, right? Once my name's on the order, it's like, hmm, well, we better check this out. What's going on here? You know, but before that, before that happened, ten dollars was fine for a garuk, right? Well, now they want twenty on their garuks because because I went to order them, and obviously I know my shit, and you know I'm not going to buy cards from them if you know if it's not something that I need for for whatever purposes. So. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't do that. I personally don't do that. People have bought me out of scroll racks. They bought me out of Allurans. They bought me out of all this stuff when it went up. And that was fine. I let them buy it. I shipped it to them. And that's the way it is, you know? Did you include the little note that said, ha ha, got me? No, I did. I did do, uh, to the guy who bought my foil goblin guide, I mispriced the foil goblin guide on my website at 99 cents. Uh, well, maybe I didn't do it. Maybe somebody did it. I don't know. <laughs> a- anyways, I don't think I would do that. But somebody mispriced a goblin guide. So the dude bought it. And then uh, we shipped it. And I put it in there. I put a little note. Nice buy, bro. And I put a little smiley face, you know. Because, like, yeah, he got me, man. He got the full goblin guide for 99 cents. Like, whatever. I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard to just ship your cards. That You, you know, you've, you've put the price on them. Just ship them. You know, why do you have to be greedy? It's greed. That's what it is. It's greed, and uh, people would say, I'm the greedy one because I'm trying to buy their cards. No, I'm the smart one who's running a business and who sees an opportunity to buy the cards at what I would buy them from a player for, so I do it, you know? And then they waste my time and money by tying it all up and then uh, cancel my order. So have we also found out who it is exactly that was behind the... uh the leak of the Imperial Recruiter Judge Foil? No, we don't know who did that, but somebody leaked the, the foil, and then like some vendor, and we don't know who the vendor is yet, went and bought all of the alerts on the internet. Wow. Yeah. I bet it was Star City Game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, man. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we don't know who did that, but that's also another, like, there's, um, there's some interesting scummy things going on, you know what I mean? But that's stuff at higher levels. I'm just talking about, like, the stores who, they should run their store right. You know, it's, it's very easy to do that. You know, just make your customers the priority. Like, I'm a customer to these guys. I'm paying them money to do what they're supposed to be doing, you know? And whenever somebody buys from me, they're a customer. You know, when Ben Blyweiss bought me out of freaking Scalding Tarns, right? I didn't cancel his order. You know, I didn't I didn't get pissed off at him. I was happy. I bought the Scalding Tarns at whatever, $6. He bought them at 20 Everyone makes their money. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this pisses me off, man. Oh, man. 
Time for Bible stories. <laughs> Bible stories. <laughs> Calm us down. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think a lot of people get upset about that. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, it is, speaking of Bible studies, it's kind of like Christian music, right? Christian music is shitty, okay? It's fucking terrible. It's the worst. And, and the, the, the difference is, is that Christians will buy Christian CDs because there's not a lot of options for them. You know what I mean? It's just and, also that, because and also because a lot of them think that they have to. Yeah. Well, that, that's like, a, I have to listen to Christian music because I'm Christian and... And, like, this is the only option I have, and I can't listen to anything else, and I have to support Christians, right? Like, yeah, and that's and that's the, that's a whole other thing. But the same thing with these magic vendors, right? It's like there's not a lot of options, so we just kind of have to be okay with shitty vendors. Which and is bullshit. I don't, like, I don't like that. No, no. People should be treated with respect. People should be, you know, their needs should be taken care of. Like, customer service. Like, customer service should exist. It doesn't exist with these with these magic vendors you know these guys are assholes man it's true preach on brother and they don't care they don't care you want to know why because there's only so many magic vendors and there's there's much more magic players and they're going to have business no matter what so they don't care about how they treat their customers exactly you're at a tournament you need cards some piece of shit has the cards i guess you buy them from a piece of shit exactly and i don't like that that's bullshit and that's why i'm that's why i do my own thing good on you john yeah, man. And then I'm going to run all those guys out of business. Just wait till I, I get some money so. behind me. That's right. You know who I've never had any issues whatsoever in dealing with? Face-to-face games. Face-to-face those, games. those guys are pretty awesome. I literally haven't. I know. I, I am the same way. Yeah. Go Sal. Yeah. Sal <laughs> does it right. Sal does it right. He knows. He does do it right. He knows what's up. I buy him out of stuff all the time. And then he just ships it. He just ships it. You know who else does it right? Uh... Don's Magic Sundry. Oh, yep. shit, that guy is the salt of the earth. The Behoover. The, the Behoover. Behoover. I'm sorry that your bees died. <laughs> yeah. Why are you he... laughing? See, that's the reaction I had. And then he said it was really not funny. And I was like, I'm very oh, sorry, yeah. Don. Then you're I, like, oh. I, I didn't mean to laugh at your dead bees. But I he can really get cared about those bees. I, I can get away with that. That's why. That's the difference. Yeah, Damn it, KYT. KYT could do no wrong. That's why. That's why. It's reverse racism. <laughs> Holy shit! So yeah, Don, Don Magic, John's Magic Sentry. I buy him out of stuff all the time when he has stuff underpriced. He had thirteen, uh, thirteen Deathrite shamans at eight ninety or whatever, eight bucks. I bought them all, and the foil one he had at forty five. And uh, you know what he did? He shipped them. He freaking dug through his stuff. Oh, my God. He's a, he's a magic card vendor, and he shipped the cards? And he shipped he the cards that he vended? Oh, my God. You know what? Wow. It, like, I'm, I'm, clap, I'm giving him a round of applause, right? And this is how bad magic vending is, right? Yeah. Because people who ship cards are awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And pe- Why don't people- those guys get special invites? Exactly. Look at all the work we're doing for the community here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pro tour. Yeah, send Dawn to the fucking pro tour. <laughs> he ships his cards. He ships his cards instead of treating his customers like crap. Yeah, um, that is a bunch of bullshit. I say it's the worst, man. It's the worst. And these guys, uh, all these, all these vendors, they're just—I uh, just can't wait, man. Just, just can't wait. I'm grinding out right now. I'm grinding out, making the money a little bit at a time. But once I start being able to make big moves, you guys are not gonna last. 
<laughs> oh. I love funny. it. I, 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 you know, I'm a peaceful guy, but I'm very spiteful. Like, and and whenever I do something like, like Old this, Testament, man, I go to war. <laughs> War like with these guys. Testament. That's right. We're yeah. Testament. We're going Samson on these guys, man. Ooh. Holy shit, Samson! We're breaking That's up the jawbone of an ass, and we're taking some names. <laughs> that might be too much. All right, I went over the top there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I got excited, man. We were Maybe talking about the Bible. Can't be offensive talking about the Bible and shit. Oh man, <laughs> the Bible and shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, these guys. Lotus Ball. <laughs> fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys indeed. <laughs> oh, man, this reminds me of, remember that old cast we did? And I think we were talking about the same thing, but we named another vendor, and we did the same thing. I don't think we named them that time. I think everybody was being a puss about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, things have changed. Things have... <laughs> it's a new year. It's a new time. The new time. The time is now. You know what else is new? This. The show is just going to end. I'm not going to give any shoutouts. Everyone's bitching about shoutouts all the time. And you know what? Our shoutouts were sweet in the beginning. But now our shoutouts are shitty. And I'm not afraid to say that. You guys have shitty shoutouts. And somebody (laughs) said they were clicky. And I said, could you define clicky? Because I really want to understand what you mean. And he said, I don't know who the fuck Joshua Lemish is. Well, you better ask somebody. I was like, you better ask somebody. But no, no, I don't know. I don't know who Joshua Lemish is either. Really, he's a pretty sweet guy. Oh, but I, he could he could be not a sweet guy. He could just be a, a basement rapist. He's a piece know. of shit. He's a he piece is of shit. a piece of shit. Even I think. So why are we giving shoutouts to this guy? You know what? Shoutouts used to be a, like a nice little like seasoned, you know, just chin up to somebody who did something really great. But lately. You know, after a hundred episodes, hundred uh, change, hundred are just shit. They're just trash, garbage. So I'm, I'm not gonna give shoutouts anymore. You guys don't want shoutouts? I'm not gonna give them. There you have it. Should we just cut yeah, the shoutouts all together? Are we just, we, we're day. just gonna call it good day? I said good day, sir. <laughs> Bow your shits. All right. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really work. No. No, no, that was that was kind of weak. Sweet. All right, so we'll just call that a day. I'm okay Scott, with that. Scott can't handle the no shoutouts. No, I'm good. I'm. I'm. You know what? That's perfectly serviceable by me. <laughs> He's like, okay. Well, oh, I guess we're over. Okay, guys. I can't do it. <laughs> no shoutouts. No. I, I think I can live with this. It's fine. We'll just call it. Yeah. And you know what else? You know what else? When we started doing shoutouts, a bunch of podcasts, which we're not allowed to name, started doing shoutouts. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? It's pretty funny. <laughs> Complete and utter truth, sir. You speak the truth. Yeah. So I don't yeah. have any fucking shoutouts. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Okay, we're good to go whenever? Why do you sound like you're in a tube? I don't know. I was wondering. Because I am in a tube. Oh. Sweet tube. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 111 of the 18 podcast. No fucks given. <laughs> Anyways. 